G'day, Mighty Destroyers, AOS Coach here, and we are back for all things that are green. It is big war time because there has been a heap of changes from new War Scrolls to uh, the changes in the Battle Scroll for Antor, point adjustments, you know, not long ago, and enough rule changes that it's worth re-exploring the mightiest of wars. I am here with Austin Cranfield, who is the greatest starer in the Mortal Realms. Uh, he is the Freddy Krueger of Mortal Wounds in my dreams. But uh, Austin, I've invited on the channel because not only is a dear friend of mine, but also because he has been playing Big War for such a long time, doing incredibly well in the, the tournament scene for a number of years, that to make sense of this army, I thought, who better to kind of unpack and go, right, well, what do we think of the new War Scrolls? How are we thinking about this in the General's Handbook 2023? And how do I make sense of essentially three armies souped into one? But before we get into it, Austin, introduce yourself and uh, one of Crackhammer's greatest players. Oh, shucks. Um, so I'm Austin. I've been playing AOS for, I think, almost four years at this point. And I've been a big wire player for over a year now started with bone splitters um and somehow traversed myself into playing big wire and collecting a bunch of iron jaws and just practice with them took a break from my cities just started playing big wire and uh, apparently became a very good big wire player somehow it probably actually helps like cities you know combining elves dwarves and humans in some type of yeah. like synergistic you know, keyword bingo army, you know, probably did give you an advantage with Big War, given that, and, you know, I'll, I'll get this to you from you in a second, but you're essentially bringing in Cruel Boys, Iron Jaws and Bone Splitters and trying yeah. to make it a cohesive force where a lot of the War Scrolls don't interact. So I'm sure your experience with cities has kind of like given you a, a leg up. Oh, absolutely. Um Having the skill to find the little synergies between the clans themselves is uh, just to make the whole army work and be cohesive is can be difficult from a list building standpoint. But when you figure it out, it's the army just works so well together. So like, tell, tell me, for the folks at home who have never actually looked into Big War, right? So they've got their Auric War clans and they go straight to Iron Jaws or straight to Cruel Boys because they're just an absolute big yelling fiend. But what is Big War and how does it differ to the other three factions in the book? So Big War just takes small elements from each of those clans and throws them all together and they play a completely different game from all the other factions. Like Iron Jaws wants to play, you know, fast hit, hard alpha strike. Bone Splitters wants the board control. Cruel Boys wants to sit back and blast away. Big Wire's more about gaining momentum, kind of like a big pig in a way. You just want to gain that momentum so you can start dictating engagements, as well as like having engagements where you can easily win because you're going to be more consistent, you're going to be more mobile. And yeah, it's it doesn't play anything like the other factions, and I think that's something people get wrong they think oh yeah i can play iron jaws in big war and just be more consistent but you're going to lose out on smashing and bashing you're not going to get your war um but 
yeah, like so it it wants to like build that momentum and just start steamrolling over your um your opponent. It's kind of how they work. So, like, to take a step back, and you know, for, for for those who actually haven't looked at the pages, they probably don't understand the momentum. And we will bring it up shortly, rest assured, and kind of like unpack this because it is interesting, right? Because can I take my two thousand point Iron Jaws list that I currently run today and literally make it big? Wah? Yes, yes. In hmm. theory, you absolutely can, but there are trade offs. Now, should you? is probably the right question. I can drive with my feet. Does it make a good idea? Uh, shout out to, I think it was it Eddie Murphy or Chris Rock that, who said that many, many years ago on a comedy special, that you can. So, you know, if you get inspired by this discussion, do you need to go out and buy a whole bunch of new models? No, not really. But when you start unlocking it and starting to see where you can take the best of the different factions or, you know, bridge some of the gaps that you have in your current build, uh, you might get inspired to kind of go explore the rest of the green orky factions that are, are currently not in your collection. Although, Austin, is it a good time to buy bone splitters? I don't know. We'll let people be the judge of that, but uh, hopefully you find some good ones on the buy and sell. Mm, hopefully. But just grab a Wurgog. <laughs> Wurgog's good, man. Wurgog is yeah. good. But talk to me about General's Handbook 2023. So we're three, three and a half months into this Antorian Locus, Blizzard Wizard, uh, yeah. fact, you know, lots of spells, primal dice going on. How does the Big War currently play in the season? Uh, Big War, they're eating well in this season. They can make use of a lot of the magic. They've got a very good unit that can stop the magic um and with and while the battle tactics might be a bit difficult they've just got that recent little boost in battle tactics so they can score they can play the game extremely well um and a lot of these new spells are fantastic for big war ways to just have like one way to buff your own units or effectively a discount Wurgle profit and another discount Wurgle profit in your army it's just yeah, yeah it's crazy <laughs> having a Wargog profit and multiple Wargog profits if, if you want to and having blizzard uh yeah. having just multiple threats where it's like cool i can kind of avoid that Wargog profit but when you got little points around the battlefield where you can just do an incredible amount of mortal wounds does make it a scary proposition especially with, you know, there's, there's been lots of changes, right? And there's been change to Lookout Sir, which makes yeah. it harder to snipe your heroes. A lot of your heroes are those uh, nine wound or less idiots that you can hide with plenty of bodies. Which is a good point because Big Wild loves taking these small heroes as well. Very important support characters you cannot afford to get sniped out. You had coherency changes. So, yeah. you know, instead of it being five, it's now sixes, which, you know, I know you've run piggies in the past and, you know, how does that change? Or even uh, there's obviously yeah, a couple of things that come with coherency, but um, the way you look at your list and play around with it, because I know when we've played in the past, you play a lot of board presence and board control and having that flexibility with coherency just gives you even more space or controls more space. Yeah, for sure. I know, like I've seen... I, I I wouldn't personally do it myself, but people have been running six pigs in Big War to be just mobile brute unit, and it's great. 
Oh, yeah, <laughs> there's, I don't know, the currency change hasn't helped too much. It helps with the Gore Grunters mainly, but not really much else in Big War. No, 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 you're right, because you will often run, and we'll, we'll go to your list, so, you know, we'll yeah. get to it eventually. But, yeah, you, you don't run a lot of, although, actually, now you've got a couple of units that have, uh, you've got the new uh, weird weird brutes and the rages, so maybe that will change. We'll get to your thoughts in that in a second. Yep. A couple of other big changes is you've obviously had the um, a couple of points discounts. And I think for me, obviously, yeah. the number one that's come out of it is that gobsprack and the sheer terror of gobsprack in this current edition. Finally, correct me if I'm wrong, I think we're at the right price point where gobsprack is finally hitting the table and in a meta that is really taking advantage of it on the table. For sure. And you know what? He's got the best spell lore in the orc book as well. So he's, yep, he's great. Any reason why he's great? Or is there... Yeah. Well, we, we can get to that later. All right, all right. I'll all keep right. it vague for now. All right. Any other, any other changes you like? Because there was points discounts on uh, your brutes. There was discounts on the beast skewer killer bow. There's been uh, discounts on the uh, mega boss on more crusher, your swamp boss on uh, scumdrek. Uh, there's been, although the, um, the poor old marsh crawler went up a little, which... Uh, I think is to blame because of Gitz players. Let's That's be okay. honest. We, we don't use him anyway. We don't need it. <laughs> no. Um, any any of those other units kind of um, uh, you like or you have made you think about? You know, they they were at the wrong price point. Now they're at one that you'd consider. Um, well, I can definitely say now, like brutes are going to be far more favorable. Now that they're 140 points, um, just what is it like less than 15 points per wound for that unit now? And now they've become the cheapest battle line you can field. All, all the while, you're getting a very solid, hard hitting unit on top of that. Mm. And if you're running into big hordes like zombies, for instance, you can shut them off for objective control because of their own abilities. Um, but yeah, like I'm not personally someone who uses Cruel Boys a whole lot, but if you're someone that wants to go into a Cruel Boys heavy army for Big War, absolutely you can do that. And the points discounts are going to help, and these new battle tactics probably actually going to make you a little more dominant than uh, an Iron Jaws heavy army, I reckon. Yeah, we'll get into the battle tactics, and I'll bring them up on screen so we can talk about it. Yeah. There's one other change that I think has negatively impacted you, or maybe it hasn't. I'll, I'll let you tell me. Uh, you be the judge of that. But mm -hmm. your Ard Boys. Ard Boys used to be unit of five for 80 points. Now they're a unit of 10 for 220. Now the War Scroll has changed. We will talk about it soon. But that used to be cheap bodies that allowed you to have lots of cheap screens, that allowed yeah. you to get lots of charge points very quickly what's the thoughts or what's the impacts of the art boy change for you? Just add it like not having that 80 point unit. Yep. It, um, it does suck to lose such a cheap battle line unit, just like that. Um, I always found art boys played two roles. Uh, you can either play them as little five man units, which you can use for bore control, disruption and cheap battle line, or you can play them as a 15 man unit, which I think the new art boys 
play that role instead of the little MSU unit. Um, but yeah, it does suck. I loved running five units of Ardboys just for the little utility you can get out of them. But we got to adapt and improvise. And you know what? We've got a bunch of new units anyway to compensate. Have you dropped them completely from... And, and we know, we'll go through the list. We know that. But yeah. has that meant that you've had to drop them completely because their points are too expensive and you've now got to find an alternative battle line option? Or are you just gutting your list so you've now still got them in your list? Their role might have changed a little bit. Their points, obviously, are much greater than what you were paying. And now you've got to cut down on the heroes or cut down on the other units to 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 keep that list at 2K. Yeah, I find I, I'd struggle to really take more than 10 Ardboys. Just, yeah, they're just too expensive. I'm always taking six heroes. And it's hard to have almost 900 points of heroes and... 440 points because I want 20 hard boys. It doesn't leave me with a lot of options, so at most I'll probably just take 10, if any at all. Yeah, that's the problem, right? If you had three units of 10 hard boys to fulfill your battle line, that's 660. That's not a hero. That is like, that's a lot. It's a lot. And, you know, I know the style that you play and, you know, the way that you've really kind of like racked up this momentum score that you've talked a little bit about is through having lots of units on the table. And I think at your at my tournament a couple of weeks ago, did you not have five battalions? Like you just had enough bodies on the table. You could I've never seen five battalions in my life. I yeah, I took five whole battalions for yeah, I might as well. From a lot of drops, I might as well just have as many battalions as I can. You might as well, Austin. You might, might as, well. as well. So we've kind of danced around the rules and I've referred to them in the future tense. Well, it is now present. And uh, let's talk a little bit about the rules. And I guess first off is the, you mentioned it a little bit earlier that um, you kind of get the best of the different, you know, different areas, right? So this is a combination of your cruel boys, your iron jaws and your bone splitters. And what's really interesting is that you get a sample of their rules, but you don't get them all. So, for example, the venom-encrusted weapons comes from Cruel Boys, your Mighty Destroyers comes from Iron Jaws, your War Paint comes from your uh, Bone Splitters. But the caveat, and we talked about that Iron Jaws player, for example, lifting their army from an Iron Jaws and and putting the exact same build into into the uh, Big War, is that you would lose Smashing and Bashing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you would yeah, so like that. So for example, how valuable is that to you? And you know, is the worth the trade-off? So so we kind of alluded to the fact that um you can you can shift it, but are you making the most of it? But yeah. Austin, I'll throw it to you. Like when you look at these particular rules, right? The here we go, here we go, here we go, and the cunning, brutal, and savage, at a list construction and as a army composition and and building the most competitive side of the the list that you possibly can. How do you think about these two particular rules? Not the power of the why yet, just the first two sets. So looking at a cunning, brutal, and savage, um, venom and crusted weapons is kind of what makes cruel boys cruel boys. That's where they get the damage output. That's just how the units have to operate. They're there to roll Mortys and nothing more, um, which is great if you want some good damage output. 
So just to pause you there for a second. So for anyone who doesn't know this rule, if the unmodified hit roll for the attack for a cruel boy's orc unit is a six, it causes a number of mortal wounds equal to the weapon's damage characteristic. Uh, The sequence does end and it has no effect on uh, mounts unless stated otherwise. Yeah. Um, It's kind of a nice counterbalance for Iron Jaws because Iron Jaws is kind of pure raw damage but it's not really mortal wound damage. So that where Iron Jaws can bounce off high armor, Cruel Boys can push through it just because of mortal wounds. So, yeah, with, without Venom and Crusted Weapons, you wouldn't see Cruel Boys that often in Big War. No, and, and you know, the most common build of this is going to be through your B-Skewer Bows. No, your B-Skewer Bows, the Man uh, Skewer Bows. bows. The bolt boys, yeah. There's two versions. You got your your little shooters, and then you got the big monster one. Um, that's probably the most most uh, most common build that people kind of see. And uh, yeah. you can bring this down, Austin. It's not just sixes. You can bring this down to a, a, a lower roll. In fact, you can boost the amount of mortal wounds if you take a sludge breaker as well, which it, it works. It's good. So what I'm saying, though, is that, you know, if you like the mortal wounds, and you're right, as an Iron Jaw player, you, you have impact mortal wounds, like your Gore Grunters, for example, but you don't have a lot of mortal wounds outside of it. So, you know, if you yeah. come up against, let's say, uh, an OBR faction or that Ethereal Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon or Nighthaunt, and you're finding your Ren's just not cutting it, you know, you do have the option of going Venom across the weapons, whether it's shooting, whether it's like your, your Gut Rippers, whether it's something within the, the faction or multiple versions of it. And as you've mentioned, bringing it down, you can bring it down to fives. Uh, can you bring it down any lower than fives? Or uh, you can increase no, the damage. Fives. You can just, yeah, you just increase it on sixes with a certain unit. Yeah. Um, but my Destroyers, very good trait to take from Iron Jaws. Iron Jaws traditionally is very slow, so having a way to boost their mobility, because if you're outside of 12 of an enemy unit, um, you get to make a normal move. It's really good for your cavalry that's moving nine inches, pretty slow for cav, or your infantry that's moving four inches, so you can effectively double their movement. Uh, All for a command point. Um, If you're within 12, you can make a hero phase charge. Well, yeah, you have to make a hero phase charge. Can be a detriment sometimes, but I also find that it's really good utility to just prevent an enemy unit from redeploying or unleashing hell, or against corn uh, being able to blood tithe move into you. But <laughs> Myrtleus, that's what it's called. So I, yeah, I I absolutely love Mighty Destroyers. Very good rule to take into Big War. It's an interesting one because you've got to really be precise on where your models are on the table because if you are within twelve. You can't choose to make the move. You are predetermined that there's three options, right? If you're within 12, you must, uh, sorry, if you're outside, uh, if you're outside of 12, you can make a normal move. If you're within 12, you've got to make the charge. If you're within three, you've got to pile in. Yeah, so it's not like you have a choice. It's generally depending on where your models are. So not locking yourself out of what you wanted to do because you moved that one inch too close or, uh, you know, not not looking out for where models are on the table can really ruin you with your Mighty Destroyers. Uh, It can be good for, like, fixing some of your mistakes. Maybe, for instance, a War Channer is out of buff range. Uh, 
I'll just mighty destroys, move him closer. Now he's in range. I can give that buff. It's all happening in the hero phase. So, it, yeah, it's a very, very good ability to have. Yeah, I dig it. And can you do it multiple times, by the way? You can. If you take a lovely guy called the Mega Boss, either on foot or on a mount, or Gordrak even, if you'd like, um, you can do it up to two to three times. For one command point, I should add. It's very generous, very yeah. generous to be able to get uh, multiple charges in, in, you know, advance up the board, especially in turn one where you want to get, as you mentioned, in range of uh, either spell casting or unbinding yeah. spell casting or set yourself up for the next turn or just to, to get onto an objective. It's one of the most valuable commands you have in this army for sure. And then the war paint is a ward of six, is it six up ward? It is a six up award. Um, okay. It kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, all right. Like, it, I, I, it, I think does, the expression on my face. Yeah. It does one thing and it makes the Wurgog work. <laughs> and that's kind of all the value I see in it for Big War at least. And you do obviously, you know, for anyone who we talked a little bit about the, the, um, the Warcog Prophet, and because yep. uh, he does a bunch of mortal wounds, but it can also hurt itself. Uh, there obviously is artifacts you can can support it, but if you want to take multiple, you you still get that six up ward safe, which is I guess better than nothing. Yeah, like it's fine, but I think for the rest of the army, or the Bone Splitters roster, I should say, it's just not really enough to make them worthwhile. But, no, I mean, yeah. Um, and then. Here we go, here we go. It's a hero action I'll always use turn one, maybe turn two as well. Very simple. You roll a dice. If you beat the current battle round, you get war points equal to the battle round. So battle round one, you roll a two up, you get one war point. Battle round two, three up, you get two war points. Um, it's just a nice little way just to boost your war points early. Um, if you get really lucky and roll that six turn one, you'll be up to nine wire points. Add that, that's plus one, so that's ten. Um, you'll be running and charging at a plus one, at least. All right. So we're kind of jumping ahead a little bit here. Maybe we kind of like take that step back to go, well, what is the war stuff, right? Because you've already mentioned it, right? You've mentioned this momentum. We've already seen this reference to war points. So why on earth would I trade off my heroic action to generate a extra command point, you know, Titanic, the finest hour, um, mm. an extra unbind. Like, why am I sacrificing these options for a couple of extra points? So you got on the table on the right side. We'll get to that in a second, but I think it's important to talk a little bit about the the, the generation, right? So I can sacrifice yeah. my heroic action to get a couple of points. Tick, acknowledge that. What's the other ways that I can get these war points? Oh, well, if we're going to start at the list building part. So, you get D6 for having your general on the battlefield. Has to be a general you've picked, by the way. I looked it up. Mm -hmm. I, I think so. I'm confusing him. Whatever. You need your general. Mm -hmm. You get two if you have a, at least a war channel. So, don't get this confused. If you have two war channels, you'll only get two. Um, but it just means if you have two and one dies, you're still going to get two. It's the same for Bone Splitters Wizards. You'll get one. You can't stack that. You get one for every charge you make with an orc unit in the charge phase. And one for every orc unit that's in combat 
within three inches of an enemy unit at the end of the combat phase. Plus, then you have your hero action. Yep. Yeah, so you, you, I've got myself a war chanter. That's two. I get a bone splitter wizard. That's one. I make a charge or two. Obviously, I can get multiple plus the d6 plus the three. Uh, the um, the here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So I'm racking up these points over time, and uh, I get basically what do I do with it? It's kind of like if you've ever played Slanesh or Corn, for example, there's a bunch of things that happen, right? So yeah. when you've got eight points, I've got plus one to run rolls for orc units, which ticks all of the boxes for, for all of the troops in our army, which is great. You can get plus one to your charge rolls at 10 war points, uh, plus one to casting, dispelling, and unbinding uh, at 12 plus one to hit at 16, plus one to wound at uh, 20, and then at 24, I'll let you explain this. And this is the war. So at 24 war points, you can call the war, which for that combat phase, your whole army gets plus one attack and melee. The downside is at the end of that combat phase, you lose every war point. So be careful when you use this. Don't just use it all the time. Because um, you might find it's going to be harder to rack those war points back up if, you, if you're if back at zero later in the game. But it can be a very... It's, it's a really nice ability to have if you, you're on the back foot and you kind of need to push your way out of it. So it might be worth mentioning as well that these are cumulative, right? So yeah. when you hit plus one to wound, you've also gained plus one attack and plus one to casting and unbinding, plus one to charging and plus one to run roll. So yeah. you're essentially, to Austin's point, building up momentum for this strike. And if you've got that 24 points, you can unleash that wire and just have like these multiple rounds of sheer pain. But yeah. you better you better kill what you wanted to kill because you're back to zero and how often would you hit that 24 is it once a game twice a game i probably hit it maybe twice a game i think and i think sometimes i'll probably hit it by turn two like maybe about half the time if i if i'm not hitting up to 20 at least by turn two i'm in trouble <laughs> okay so you so by turn two you you really want to be hitting 20 or more because yeah. why um, the moment you hit 20, you can be, you're pretty much in control of the pace of combat. You can already start dictating those fights. You're more guaranteed to start removing pieces from the battlefield. It's also going to make your opponent go, do I want to commit? Because plus one to hit and wound, they're going to hit hard. I don't know if I want to do that. But yeah. Do you find yourself. Uh going into combat in turn one, because I know when I play Dawn as a Cain, for example, who has a similar effect, right? You know, battle round one, I get X, battle round two, I get Y. And, you know, Hagnar lets me speed that up a little bit. I never fight turn one. Like, I always hold back. And even if I get priority and I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't feel like I'm ready to strike yet, I will hold back until I feel like I'm ready. Are you in a similar kind of vein or are you wanting to get into combat ASAP because you want to rack up these extra points for charging? Um, it depends. Like, it can really depend on your list, but for me, not really. You might send one unit out there to 
maybe just remove a piece from the battlefield and maybe rack up a couple war points by doing that. But yeah, like you're not going to send your whole army unless your opponent's right in your face and you kind of need to do something about it. Yeah, I imagine you are doing some trade-offs, and I think this is why you know the, yeah. the new Art Boy War Scroll is tough because at eighty points you used to be able to run it in, get the charge, get the extra point, do a little bit of chip damage, maybe control an objective for a little bit. But if you're taking small units or uh, multiple units, you're able to generate more of those off the charge. You're able to Absolutely. kind of you know yeah. control parts of the board while if i was to take like the the six unit of gore grunters you yeah sure the plus one to hit plus one to wounds probably going to go a lot further but it yeah. might take you a little bit longer to rack up those points given how expensive they can be for sure um you'll with even how you play you might also want to deploy in a way so if your opponent does come at you turn one you want to make sure they can pull in as many of your orc units as possible because everyone that's in combat by the end of that turn is going to be a war point. Mm. Um, I played against a mate recently where I think he gave me seven war points by charging one unit in. And by the end of my turn one, I was up to 20 and just dictating the game from that point. So yeah, it's, uh... Interesting. Very pit it's a very powerful rule, but you got to know how to play it. And any advice on, like, let's say I was a newbie playing Big War. What, what advice would you give to me with this? Because you're right, like, it's something that as a Daughters of Cain player, I had to kind of get my head around, you know, because Daughters of Cain is all about running in and doing combat, right? I, I'm a bit of a glass cannon. I can't take the damage. But rushing in too quickly, I will lose my army before I get my full buffs counter to that is if i hold out for too long trying to get the maximum buffs my opponent charges me uh, i might lose some key pieces or i'm down on my battle tactics and objectives yeah um i think it's always going to be important to remember if like if you're playing a massive iron jaws big wire army you're not iron jaws you're not going to have you're not going to be able to dictate your uh combat activations like you would in Iron Jewels. You don't want to go in too hard, too fast. You want to really pick your engagements. Um, so that, like you don't want to send two hammer units into two enemy hammers because yeah, you'll kill one, but you'll lose the other. There's not mm. much point. Big War's all about trading up and you want to really pick those engagements. Um, and you just use your screens. Just use your screens to roadblock. I'm not I'm not. I'm never expecting mine to hold the ground forever. They're just going to roadblock, tie you up for a turn, maybe rack a wire point up or two. But yeah, just got to be cautious. Use your little pieces like the Wurgog to deny a whole area because they're not going to come in with their big boys and risk losing them. We've talked Wargog a few times now. Maybe for the folks who haven't looked at the War Scroll, maybe they don't venture out into Bone Splitter territory very often. Can you give me like a bit of a, a higher level view of like why the Wargog Prophet is is a good unit and uh, why you might want to consider putting it in your list? So Wargog, to me, I find he's a he's a really strong ball control piece. He's a very cool little ability. It comes at the trade-off of not casting spells, which he's a two-caster, so it can be a trade-off. 
but he picks an enemy unit within 12 inches and you roll three plus and on that first roll regardless of what you roll on that three plus it's d3 d3 mortal wounds if you roll one or two nothing happens after that roll every three plus you roll is d3 every one or two you roll the wargog takes d6 mortal wounds but she's seven wounds so you can't die in the first fail and on top of that he's got the war paint saves he's going to have a six up but you can take an artifact to boost it to a four up which really makes him great and you can keep doing that until the unit dies the wargog dies or you elect to stop um on top of that like you can make it even better if he's already taken damage you can use your hero action to heal him up before he starts staring or even afterwards to heal him up. It's start of combat, right? It's, sorry, it's start, it's start of the turn. Sorry, start of the hero it? phase. Yes, yeah, start of the hero phase. You couldn't you couldn't use like a teleport, or you can't no. do any shenanigans. Like it is literally when you pick your battle tactic, when you do your heroic recovery, and or you do the stare. So, being it in your turn, you get to choose, right? So you could do stare then heal, or heal then yep. stare. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, there's no shenanigans outside of the healing to him. But, but if your opponent wants to not lose their full fulminators, they're not going to come close to this guy. Otherwise, they're going to risk it. And with look, and the change of the lookout, sir, if it's hugging oh, yeah. a, a battle line unit, then it really is only going to be targeted by area of effects or if you're within 12, and that's literally striking distance for the Wargog stare that... Yeah. You, you basically will, more times often than not, you will get more value out of the stare if played correctly than when you lose it or if you die quickly. Like, you'll just yeah. take away. Like, I know, you know, when you and I have played, there's been times where you've killed, like, three Storm Drake Guard, like, three dragons. You've done an incredible amount of mortal wounds, but then sometimes it does nothing. Oh, yeah. Um, there is an... There is another interesting thing to note with him, at least. Um, example came up in Sydney Slaughter with the old Ard boys, but I had four of them left out of a unit of 15. Um, I wanted to rally them back, but the Wurgog, start of the hero phase, stared at the unit tying them up, killed the unit. It's still start of the hero phase. I can rally the guys. So it can be really good for freeing up units you want to rally as well, which can come in with the new Ard boys too. Rally is start of combat as well. So your turn, yeah. and it's only your turn as well. So it's not a shooting attack. It's not happening. No. You can't unleash hell and, and unleash the mask. It is a uh, hero phase thing instead of casting. Yeah, very good unit though. So uh, when we go back to the power of the war, obviously we're racking up points. It's starting at the list building construction. There's a couple of other things that are happening throughout the game. Ideally, yeah. by battle round two, I really should be at 20 to 24 points. When I go in for the attack, I unleash the war and, you know, getting that plus one to hit, plus one to wound, and plus I'll, one attack. Through. I'll actually very rarely use the war in a game at all. Because okay. once you use it, you've lost all your war points, so I'm probably just going to keep it most of the time and either use it to get myself back in the game in a critical moment or to really make sure I just win the game right then and there. Because there is something there is something to uh, the war points that we haven't touched on yet, but we'll get to it when it comes to battle tactics. 
Cool, cool. So, so, so once I get to 24, just because I get to 24 doesn't mean I need to spend them. Exactly. You will find often getting plus one to hit, plus one to wound, and just holding that boost can be far more beneficial than going for the extra attack and then the reset. Yeah, exactly. Anything else about these rules, or should we bring in these battle tactics we've referred to a few times? Let's let's bring in the battle tactics. We've touched on All this right. enough. All right, so we kind of get a good idea of the allegiance ability. So we get a couple from Cruel Boys. We get Cruel Boys, Iron Jaws, Bone Splitters. We get something from those guys. Um, yeah. By the way, we can also pull in from their command traits. We can pull in from their spells. We can pull in from, depending on who you're choosing from the, the different factions, there's a lot of list construction options. And ultimately, we're generating points to get these WAR stuff that are these plus one here, plus one in, plus one to charge, plus one to casting, and we can unleash the WAR once and get 24 and cash it out. Yeah. But you've also got this change that happened uh, recently in the Battle Scroll for Antor where, uh, what, 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 you tell me, what was most impactful of this change? Because there wasn't any points decreases specifically in this War Scroll. Uh, it's these uh, new Auric War Clan battle tactics. So, um, I think what makes them so great is that this, they they look like they're specific to just Iron Jaws and Cruel Boys, but they actually share it with Big War, funnily enough. And weirdly enough, the Cruel Boys one actually is probably easier to do in Big War than Cruel Boys. <laughs> Yeah, so like for, I'll, I'll read it out, and then you can tell yep. me why why you think this is true. And by the way, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Oh, yeah. Before cool. Right. <laughs> but, all right, so the the battle, there's, there's three battle tactics. There's three battle tactics. Uh, I know, oh, I'm just reading. Yep, the Cruel Boys. Sorry, sorry, I was looking at the Cruel Boys uh, rule. Uh, so you've got one for Cruel Boys, one for Iron Jaws. So sneak up, you complete the tactic. If at the end of the turn, every friendly Cruel Boys unit is within three inches of a terrain feature and is more than three inches from all enemy units. Now, if I'm a Cruel Boys unit, that's tough. I've got eight to 12 or 14 different uh, units all got to be hugging a terrain feature. It means that I'm not charging in anything, or even in turn one, it does mean my whole army is hugging uh, a bunch of terrain to score my battle tactic. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Big War, at least in my list in particular, but it, re regardless, if you're playing Big War, you probably have like one to maybe four or five Cruel Boys units in your army. And it's not that hard to manage that. In turn one, they're not really the, I'm going to send these guys forward to do some damage. That's the Gorgrunner's job. So you can easily just hold these guys back, and it's a, it's a free win battle tactic, turn one. That's really powerful, and I was going to call that out because uh, most armies at the moment are struggling for that battle turn one battle tactic and often are relying on magical dominance or uh, intimidate the invaders. And in some cases, intimidate the invaders is near impossible in the first turn. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and magical dominance can be really tough as well. This is why is this so obvious, right? Because you've got two to four units approximately in your type of cruel boy contingent of big war yeah it's just just put them near terrain don't send them in combat easy done it's really just that simple and in your list what are the type of cruel boy units that would like work really well in this one um 
Well, I've only just been running Gobsprack recently. So my list has only got one Cruel Boys unit. And I just have to ensure he's near terrain and not in combat. And done. But, you know, Bolt Boys, it's not hard to put them near some terrain. Put a Shaman. Eh, he's going to stick with them, so he's going to be near terrain. It might be better because they get cover on top of that and they're small mm. units. Um, if you've got a breaker boss, put him behind your screens and just make sure he's within three of terrain. Like, it's just, it's stupidly easy to score in Big War. There's not much to yeah. think about. Yeah, as long as you don't misplay this one and you don't put your, you know, if you, if you do advance, because you can still advance up the board oh, turn yeah. one, but as long as you're hugging terrain, you're, you're pre-measuring to make sure that your movement or you've got to do a run roll to, in order to get to that piece of terrain as you advance up the board or you just hold the backfield, however that might look. Yeah. That, it's like and, the and, old, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an easy one. And in fact, like, it's such an easy battle tactic that, if I can score something else turn one, I'll do that and then have that as a backup if I don't have a good battle plan up my sleeve, or a battle tactic up my sleeve. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you could do this all five rounds, I guess, and the yeah. more the more the game goes on, you may or may not have less cruel boys on the table, which means that you have, it's a much easier. To, I like this as turn one. I, yeah. I will admit turn one, set it up, guarantee battle tactic. Don't have to worry. Turn two, go into your regular sequence and yes. bait, and, bait and trap or whatever, whatever. And that the takes other, us to that's our turf. Yeah. The other one is that uh, uh, that's our turf now. Uh, and that is specifically for a Iron Jaws one. You complete the battle tactic if at the end of the turn, two or more friendly Iron Jaws units are within three inches of the center of the battlefield. Is this is this just as easy or is this a harder one? Oh, I won't say it's as easy, but um, as the game goes on, it's very it's a very good tactic to do battle round maybe two, three, four. Just have a couple of your heroes just move within three of the center, and it's easy done. In fact, I know, like at a uh, Sydney GT, one of my games, I what was it called? The uh, no reward without risk, mm. where you can just start as close as you want to your own line. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll just put two hard boy units in the center. Oh, the battle <laughs> tactic's done. <laughs> Bingo. Bingo, I'm going to call you uh, uh, Orc Zinch at this point, man of, yeah. man of easy easy things you can score. But, like, you know, run your piggies, run your art boys, uh, run your brutes, run your mega, uh, your, um, your, your mega boss, run your uh, more crusher. Uh, obviously, yep. you've got to have two or more. So if you're yep. running a mostly bone splitters or you're running mostly cruel boy in your big war, It would be a bit more difficult. But... As I said, like it's not the hardest thing to get your heroes into the middle, where they probably are going to support the army anyway. Um, well, it's not even heroes; it's just units, right? It's two or more friendly yeah. Iron Jaws units, so you can run two units. Well, of I, I bring up heroes just because they're a small footprint. True. But, yeah, but yeah, it's it's not always guaranteed turn one, but it's definitely a very good middle battle tactic to just take. As long as you yeah. prepare for it. And I think the cool thing as well is that it does free you up with so many, like the, the general handbook does have some good battle tactics you can use. A lot of them are situational, but when you start getting into, you know, um, 
having to charge or being on the sides of the board or having to cast a spell or kill something with a spell, all of a sudden you start to unlock because you've scored one or two easy battle tactics and you've just got to find three three either from your uh, from General's Handbook or any other ones that are available to you. Yeah, which Big War have three to four easy battle tactics, including these two. Uh, one of which... I don't know if you have a slide on the battle tactics. But, no, 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 not this one. One of them does relate to your war points. If you have... It's called uh, Wait For It, lads. If you have 24 or more war points, you can choose it. And all it requires you to have is 30 war points by the end of the turn. So even if you're already sitting on 30 war points, there you you've go. got it. It's done. <laughs> so it's another yeah. really easy battle tactic to accomplish. And the other one is more beneficial if you go with a Cruel Boys General. And it just requires you to do 10 damage to your opponent and not take 10 damage from, like, damage taken from enemy units. Which is funny because if the Wurgog hurts himself, it doesn't count towards the, that count. No, because you're you're taking damage, but it's not being caused by enemy units. So it's, it's self-inflicted. <laughs> correct, correct. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful little little pick up there. Um, I I don't really have a cruel boys general, so I don't get access to it. But I I find with even three battle tactics, it's really nice and easy for me anyway. I gotta so ask I you. I've got to ask you because it's on the screen. Destroyer of Empires. Are you ever taking Kragnos in a big war list? Nope. <laughs> Why? Poor old Craggy. Uh, he, like, he doesn't help my army that much. <laughs> like, he's not an orc. <laughs> doesn't benefit from war. Doesn't generate war. Well, all he's giving you is the the, the 3D6 charge uh, and obviously just being a damage dealer himself. Uh, like, you could probably make a, a weird list with him but he's not my cup of tea that was a loaded question the, i knew yeah. the answer was no but just on screen i'm like oh you got a battle tactic for, for craggy <laughs> poor yeah. craggy but look long story short you got two good battle tactics that you can choose from from the battle scroll antor in addition to what's in your general in your general's handbook in addition yep. to what's in your battle tome so you are flush with battle tactics and probably why i've seen a lot of competitive people talking now about big war because if you're looking to score yourself five out of five battle tactic which is often one of the tiebreakers or one of the big pieces to score at a tournament um if you can get five and you've got a lot of good options this is half the battle now all you gotta yep. worry about is being able to score more points from standing on circles than your opponent and i think we're seeing that um like big Y is actually starting to be really elevated in i guess the meta i think what like the recent stats said they're up to like 55 percent. they're getting close to overpowered <laughs> yeah they went from like a um bottom middle where they were like 46 48 percent and they're rising slowly through the meta depending on if you look at woham or general games yeah. workshop stats and you know everyone has their own methodology but you can see very quickly you know between the points changes some of the rules changes and now these battle tactics and things like that they are creeping back up so uh it, it could be a good time for you to be looking into big war yeah absolutely anything else you want to talk about here when it comes to battle tactics uh, maybe not battle tactics, but they've also got a really good grand strat as well. You can always take, I mean, like the spellcasting savant 
aside oh, yeah. if you have a really small wizard general. Uh, but there's also wah, just have a general or a battle line unit in enemy territory by the end of the game. Also really good. Very rarely do I not get that one. And it's usually because I'm tabled. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it plays into your strengths, right? That's exactly, exactly. what you want to do. Um, probably one thing I, I was really curious to hear from you is um, given that the big war allegiance gives you a point for having, I say, a bone splitter wizard, um, and there are a lot of good wizard options in the army. Um, do you find yourself in a position where you're taking a null stone adornment because you're not going to wizard? I don't really see much point. Um, because, like you, but not but not taking a wizard. Like you, you're missing out on a war point a turn. And one of the abilities that war gives you is a bonus to your magic, which you're not going to get any benefit. Like, which obviously it's like a a bonus you can get that you're not going to benefit from because you you don't have any wizards. So yeah, I I don't really see much point in having these. And if you're really if you really want to stop magic, you've got a good option in the list anyway. So who cares? I was literally going to say that is that even yeah. if you don't go into the Bone Splitter Wizard or you go into a Iron Jaws Wizard. You've still got Gobsprack, who is giving you some really good unbinding abilities, uh, and that would then take you off the table of taking a Nullstone Adornment, because even though it's not an Entorian Locus, it is a wizard, which means uh, no... It must be really hard to build a non-wizard list in, in Big War. Yeah, I just don't think you would ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I tend to agree with you, so there's probably no point talking about these three, because, yeah, like, you, they just... You've got a lot of really good spells, yeah. and that's probably part of why I, I, I would say you, you're going to take a wizard, so the Nullstone, because, you know, you have the option of taking a wizard from the Cruel Boys and unlocking the Cruel Boy spell law. You can yeah. go into the Iron Jaw spell law. You can go into the Bone Splitter spell law. And then for your Antorian Locuses, which is most of your wizards, outside of, like, Gobsprack and any other named wizard, yeah. actually, is, Gobs is Gobs Gobsprack your only named wizard? Uh, named wizard, technically no. There's the uh the the Wurgog in the Bone Splitters Warband. Of course, the Warband, which you never yeah. take. No, I mean you take it as the alternative skull for your uh for your oh war yeah, that's, gog, but never never the good. unit. But you have so many good spell choices here, and you already alluded to you know being able to tap into Hallfrost to you know change and modify. Uh, a hit, a wound, or a Ren characteristic. We've already talked about Blizzard as a great spell to do mortal wounds, and it could either be a supplement for your Wargog, or it could be another threat um, and having, you know, the Wargog on one point, Wizard with yeah. Blizzard on the other point, and just terrifying your opponent. Outside of them, what are some of the good spell choices that you would recommend or consider um, as a player? So I'm a big fan of probably the entire Cruel Boys spell lore. Um, and it's also what makes Gobsrack great, because he just knows all those spells. Um, but personal favourites from that would be Choking Mist. Mm. You, It's a long-range spell. You pick a point within 24 inches, and every enemy unit within 6 cannot run, and they're minus 1 to their melee attack until your next hero phase. So it can be very good for just nerfing like debuffing a hammer unit or um 
like even preventing their mobility. There was a funny game I had where my opponent scored zero points turn one because they couldn't run onto the one objective, and there was no battle tactics they could score. Um, and we're gonna see nasty hex becoming very good these days as well because there's lots of ward saves out there and a very good way to just down a tanky unit is just to remove that ward save. Yeah, and with cities coming along, I know people are getting a bit annoyed with the Warforger and also the Pope, the Pontifex, which is both creating wards. Being able to shut down wards and being able to remove wards and it's powerful. It's so good. Uh, Next, Nasty Hex. Would I want to put this on a single casting wizard? Probably not. But when Gobsprack knows the entire spell law, that's that's brutal. Because, um, yeah, hard to use with a little foot hero, but with Gobsprack, uh, you'll see the sneaky miasma spell. You can pick a Cruel Boys monster and they can make a normal move. So you can have Gobsprack, who might be out of range, cast sneaky miasma, move him, and now he's in range of Nasty Hex. I can cast that now. He's a two-cast mm. wizard, by the way. While your, while your smaller wizards will probably benefit from, say, Choking Misk, which has that range 24, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I like the combination, by the way, sneaking Miasma into uh, Nasty Hex. Yeah, so good. <laughs> what about what about the others? Like, obviously, you know, the Great Green Hand, big, the great, the great Big Green Hand of Gork, um, like... Being able to teleport around the board is always, always valuable. Um, and it's actually one of those tools that is very cross-compatible. Uh, it works with any Auric unit. It doesn't have to be an Iron Jaws unit. Just any Orcs, it works. So it can combo well with maybe a Cruel Boys monster, and you've given him the fast and mount trait. So you can have him teleport and then make a normal move. Now he's gar- guaranteed the charge. Uh, it's really good with Gorg Runners who can be teleported, mighty destroyers to move, and now they're outside of three. It's a guaranteed charge. Um, or, you know, just to teleport someone, like maybe a War Channer that's out of position, to buff a unit that's further away. Or There's lots of utility you just have with a teleport. Your Bolt Boys as well, right? Because they would then not be counted as moving. Yeah, so that that's a bit of a... Like, it, it's great to get the Bolt Boys to be in a position where they can fire a long-range shot, but they won't benefit... They can't fire uh, double shots because it requires them to move. Ah, uh, yeah, cool. But I know Cities has been playing around with those rules. And I'm like, oh, well, how's this work with Orcs? But uh, yeah. either way, long story short, where you can teleport onto objectives, mo- move a unit onto the side of the board, move a buff piece into range... You know, any, any type of teleport, uh, always valuable. Like, it's it's one of the spells in my gits list that I always take, you know, being able to teleport Hand of Gork. Uh, I can even see Foot of Gork maybe seeing some play in a magic-heavy army. Uh, it's a casting value of 10, which before was like, yeah, get real, I'm not ever casting that. But with Primal Dice in the mix, it's actually very doable. And it's fairly long-range, too. Um, it kind of works like the the butcher spell from Ogres, mm. but instead of D three mortal wounds on a four, and then you keep going on a four up, it's D six mortal wounds, and you keep going on a four up. If you're building around a lot of like iron jaws going into combat, and you know you're worried about hitting your um your your big war points, I guess the the Basham lads might work quite nicely. 
Um, but is it better than Foot of Gork or the Teleport? Probably not. No. Like, Basham, that's, again, for me, just becomes irrelevant by turn two anyway. And there's not that many minus one to wound debuffs going around, so... Better in Iron Jaws, but if you, yeah. to your point, if you plan on, like, racking them up and then cashing them out, it, it's, an, it's a way to kind of get that plus one to wound back into your army when you cash out. Yeah. But... I, there might be times where it's useful, but I just don't think it's enough to warrant it. Agreed. I, I, I'm just posing, I'm posing thoughts. Just putting yeah, yeah, it out there. Good. Putting it out there in the world. And Marty uh, and we can ignore. <laughs> Yeah, poor old mighty headbutt. Uh, and then your bone splitter wizards. Like, is there any ones that you would be taking? Uh, or, yeah. Um, if you're someone who really wants to take some bone splitters units that aren't heroes, I can say glowy green tusks. It's pretty pretty good for your piggies. Um, just takes their tusk weapon and just improves the rend by two, which actually combos nicely with Hawfrost, weirdly enough. Um, but I think the, but I think the the spell you probably just see more often be Gorkamorka's Warcry, which is just a fight last spell, and there's some shenanigans you can pull to get your guys into range with that one too. Like what? Um, so you can always teleport your wizard into range. If you take a maniac weird knob, you can take the fast and mount trait, move him in the hero phase, and then cast it. That's about it. <laughs> but there's some, there's, a, there's some play to it. I mean, there's two two options. That's pretty good, right? And, you know, mm. Fight Last is, is a very valuable tool to be able to reduce the amount of damage coming in and, you know, manip- yeah. manipulating the board. It's always, it's always like, especially for you that wants to run in multiple waves or multiple units going in, being able to choose something to Fight Last means that you get two bites at the apple. Um, yeah. potentially, and, you know, really reduce the amount of uh, damage coming back into you. I will add a caveat with it, because most lists will often just take a single Wurgog. And the downside to Warcry is, if you're in range to make something fight last often, you're in range to stare at it. And if it's an important unit, like, you might as well just try and kill it outright, eh? <laughs> Yeah, I, I get the feeling you want to stare it off as opposed to fight last. Exactly. If you can do those mortal wounds, you know, you... you I don't imagine many situations where Warcry comes over staring something off. Maybe you're lucky you're in your last wound and you can't afford it. Uh, yeah, it's very rarely come up. I might just teleport Wurgog to then cast it, but that's that's about it for me. Rupture. Good spell to have or useless for you? I probably wouldn't take it as a spell slot. <laughs> But, you know, if you take a certain command trait where you know all the Hawfrost spells, it's not the worst thing. Like, it's not a bad silver bullet to have if you run into an incarnate. Because um, as as the changes occurred now, you, you can't rupture your own incarnate anymore. And when you rupture an incarnate, you not only make a... I think, I think you make a wild steal, but yeah, you drop yeah. it down a level. Which means if it's level one, you can go in and kill it just immediately uh, how are you dropping it sorry i think it's the new change to rupture where if you hit a incarnate oh, it, did... it drops down a level all right maybe let me, let me, that, that's literally from from Warcom. Let, let me check let me check the tapes on that one while you tell me about who are good recipients for 
the Hoarfrost. Uh, for wizards or for units? <laughs> Un- units, units. Like if you're going to cast Hoarfrost, which I know you're going to, um, yeah. Are there particular units or particular characteristics that you want to kind of bring down, given that you're getting plus one to hit, plus one to wound as you rock up the uh, the big war points? Uh, I think the new art, like some of the new units, like the art boys, the rages, the wreckers. Uh, there might even be a time where it can help brutes. Might be a bit difficult because they're already rent two with some of their weapons. And by the way, you are 100% correct. So it says there, uh, then pick the ink. It's, it's probably on the screen. Am I blind? It's literally on the screen. I don't know why I'm doing that. It says it there. Inflict D3 mortal wounds to the, to the bonded unit. Then the incarnate immediately lose a power level to a minimum of one and becomes wild. It's literally on the screen. I'm, yeah. I'm, so it's a nice silver board. It's a late Sunday, folks. Give <laughs> It's a late Sunday. So like that's that's powerful, right? Going from a level two to a level one uh, yeah. does make it a lot more manageable. Uh, it means the trick being able to like eat your own endless spell and power up to level three becomes a lot, lot, lot harder because you can't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think one of, one of the other best candidates for Hoarfrost are actually the Gore Grunters mm-hmm. because they, they already have like a Ren 2 weapon, but their mounts are just as consistent, but they have they lack any rend. So regardless of what you roll, you're gonna benefit that that weapon profile. And even if you're all like your average two, you're looking at twenty two attacks that are rend two, two damage at twos and twos. That's a pretty big power increase for hundred and seventy points. Is that all? Only twenty two attacks. Yeah, for three models. Huh. Is that all? Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> Just a friendly twenty-two, and and you know what, you know if you need rend because you know cruel boys has a lot of mortal wounds, but you know put put you know gut make gut rippers rend minus three or you know um whether you hobgrot the slitters you know give them ridiculous rend or you know really make a cheap throwaway unit you know potent with a plus one hit or a plus yeah. one to well hit on twos or wound on twos or rend three, um you probably can trade up pretty quickly with those slitters. Well, one of my favorite little units is actually the Mega Boss, who can make just make his rend even better and really push through that sweet six damage through. Yeah, no, no. I know no, you're please. not a fan of that one. <laughs> yeah, no. Look, he, he, the Mega Boss with Destroyer Artifact just trades up so well. It trades up incredibly well. And while you probably don't want to go one drop, getting the extra artifact, you know, whether it is the the ward on the um, on the the War God, the, the God Prophet, getting the artifact of Destroyer. There's a lot of good artifact choices, as you've said. You've obviously got Mount Traits as well, which is pretty neat. But what I might do, if you don't mind, we, we kind of move to these new units. So um, this is in the Dawnbringers book, but it's also on the Games Workshop website where they have released these rules as a free PDF. So I think there's seven new, well, six new units or seven new units plus a update to the Ard Boys War Scroll because they've got a new sculpt, but they have fundamentally changed. So if you yeah. want a uh, much more in-depth discussion on these new units, I would recommend checking out the latest uh, discussion I had on, from an Iron Jaws perspective. So um, I had uh, Scooter Walters go through this. We spent a fair amount of time. So go check this out. 
but Austin, what I might do for, you know, is, so instead of spending 10 years on these new war scrolls is give me a, like, do you like it? Do you not like it uh, as a big wild player? And uh, maybe tell me why you like it or you don't like it in its current yeah. iteration, no FAQs, no points adjustments, hot off the shelf. What do you think of the Tusk, or, Tusk boss on more Grunter? I'm going to say uh, it's a big no from me, Chief. Why? Um, 380 points for a precious leader slot, and it's a leader slot that I can't really give any Iron Jaws enhancements to because he's not a mega boss, he's not a wizard. Yeah, kind of mid. Um, and having to babysit his momentum is just kind of hard to do if i'm fine if i'm playing big war might work better in i in iron jaws itself but yeah i don't know he's just it's doesn't really work for me in my opinion i like the three up save and i like the 14 wounds i do like some of the weapon profiles i think there's some good stuff in there the yeah. monstrous rampage i think is a is quite an interesting one carve the path but to your point, 380 uh, is an expensive allocation. Uh, this could be, yeah, like, like, like am I going to spend 400 points essentially? It's hard to justify. It, it's a lot of points for something that's hard to work with, in at least in a big war army. Uh, what I will say, just, and this goes for all the pigs at least, is their combat output isn't reliant on a war chanter, which most Iron Jaws is. So I think that can be a really nice thing to have. I'm trying to be positive here. Nice thing to have is to have an Iron Jaws unit that can just rely on itself. It doesn't need a buff. As well, it doesn't need a doesn't rely on a buff. I guess I should say. And that's where I was going to go with you know my even though I'm currently a no for you on the the tusk tusk boss on more grunter. The fact yeah. that it's a three up save, fourteen wounds. It can be its own beast. Finest Hour, Mystic Shield, all that defense. You can soak up, pin, and, uh, you know, really annoy your opponent. But it is a, yeah. a lot of points to, to do so. Uh, and what are you trading off to get that? That You know, it, it's almost borderline a more crusher. And that's where I'd go, like, like why, maybe I should just take a more crusher instead, though. That's it's literally like harder. It's more mobile. It's more tankier. As yeah. you said, you can issue multiple commands from it. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't offer much. Yeah. I mean, things might change. Points might change. Rules might change. Uh, things might change. But right now, I wouldn't be gutting my list for 400-point model. Yeah. I, Unless, I, you know, you loved it. Well, if you want to run it, go for it. <laughs> You, you do you. Like, we're talking at this from a very competitive point of view. Uh, there are two other builds. The other one is a more grunter with the Hacken crew. So it is a four-up save. It still has the same type of wounds. It is a, almost 100 points cheaper, which is uh, crazy. You still keep the monstrous rampage. It still has the momentum and a lot of the other rules. Uh, it, it lost the the um, the reroll charges for more grunters if you make a charge. So uh, it's mostly what we just saw, just uh, slightly different. At two seventy for for a four up save, does this tickle your fancy? Nah. Again, it's a it's a lot of points for one unit. That doesn't. I don't. I just don't really see it 
performing that much. Like, for the same points, I could take 10 Brutes. They might not be as fast, but they're going to be far more, a lot more output, twice the wounds on the same save. Yeah. It, it, yeah, I just don't really... It's just too many points for what it can really do. If uh, Since points keep coming up, and we haven't shown you the third version, mm-hmm. but it, it, is there a point where this would be introduced into your list? Like, if this was down to, like, 230, 240... Does that change your mind, or is it at a point of ridiculousness where we know it's never going to be like one fifty? So let's not even bother. Um, it it can depend, but it's kind of competing with the other two pigs, where one's tankier and helps the other more grunters out more, and the other one's just much cheaper, and yeah, you can field more of them. It does, and it doesn't even feel like a battle line slot if you take the other guys a general yeah it's, i just i just don't think this is it <laughs> all right so i mean i'm hearing it's a hard no and you know yeah. people might agree or disagree but right now i think why we're saying no here is because it's not adding anything to your army and it's not filling a void that you needed filled it is it is a it is a wound sink it is like 14 wounds or 12 wounds um, yep. and, and that can be like a missile. Again, that could be something on the flank. It pins. It goes on to objectives. The, um, I, I will say, like, I do like the idea of carve the path, right, especially in this current meta where you might have a bunch of one wound or two wound idiots who are protecting your castle of wizards and support troops. Being able to, like, charge through them and then get into the juicy stuff can be nice. But as Scooter and I talked about in the previous discussion, there's a lot of sequence pieces that you need to do to get to that point. And yeah. is it worth it? Maybe, it, probably not. The thing is that all their monster actions are very reliant on their momentum. And in Big War, because it's too hard to really build the momentum easily in Big War, whereas if you play Iron Jaws and you play Iron Suns, it's easier to build up because you've got the counter charge. But yeah, I, I think it's just a lot of points you kind of have to babysit and hope you roll high for your momentum. Yeah, yeah, and the momentum. Um, if people haven't read it properly, so you get a you get you start off with one, uh, and then you generate additional momentum uh, from a run or a charge. But then every turn, so as it currently rules both your turn and my turn, it drops one momentum. So unless you're spiking on a three, then you hit a charge, and you know you can keep somewhere around the four to five mark. Um, you are probably going to find it's hard to get to to generate momentum or to get the consistency you want for paying the three hundred odd points for for the more grunter. As cool as it is, yeah, as cool as it is. Uh, the third, the third and final version of the piggy, and then we have other units. Is the the gouger, so the Morgrunter gouger. So it has a few less wounds. It is not a hero, and it's not elite. Uh, it's it's 180 points, so a lot cheaper. It doesn't have that carve to carve the path rule, but it does have a monstrous rampage that lets you um, apply strike last on a unit with a wounds characteristic of one or two. Now, I think this is much more reasonable in a big wire army. Um, I probably still prefer Gore Grunters over this, but 180 points for a monster 
which is access to raw, and he has a, some access to a fight last. Hard to pull off, but it's still there at least. It's much more reasonable. And again, it's an Iron Jaws unit that isn't too reliant on a War Chanter to boost the damage output. Um, I yeah, I actually think the Gorges are quite good in a Vigor army. So talk me through the decision-making process. So you mentioned uh, your Gore Grunters versus a Gouger, right? Yeah. So what, what's the pros and cons here if I'm thinking about switching out my, my, uh, my, my Gore Grunters for this? Um, well, I think they, they play different roles, in my opinion. I think uh, if I was running like two units of Gore Grunters, for instance, I'd probably drop one unit for one of these guys. I like Gorgrunners to be the turn one, go and remove something, and give and tie up my opponent for a little bit, even if it's just for a turn. You probably aren't going to do that with your Gorges, but you're probably just going to have them run in the back line, just build that momentum up. But having 180 points for a, a cheap monster that can go support your your units, like go and roar this unit, or make them fight last, I think can be a really good utility. And it, it it's a hard-hitting unit where I don't have to put Violent Fury on them. I can put that on the Brutes. I can put that somewhere else. And still be like, okay, this unit's got good damage. Um, again, like I, I wouldn't replace Gorgrunters with this guy to do that turn one job, but if I was going to run two Gorg runners, I probably would consider just dropping one for one of these guys. Uh, something that might be worth mentioning is the Mighty Tusk. So you'll see the asterisk there, right? So move, Mighty Tusk, and the uh, the trample. So there's a couple of little uh, asterisks. So with your Mighty Tusks, for example, depending on where your momentum score is, it's either D3 damage, D3 plus 1, D3 plus 2, or D3 plus 3. So on two, three, threes, Ren minus three. For you, Austin, if you're getting up to that plus one to hit and plus one to wound, now it's two twos, Ren minus three, potentially D3 plus two or D3 plus three damage yeah. without calling the war. That could be pretty brutal for 180 points. Yeah, but it's very solid to have. Um, and if you really want to boost that damage further, you can. It's an Iron Jaws unit. Just give them mm. that plus one damage on top of that. I, I will say there is one big trade-off that neither of us acknowledged just yet, and that is when you have your Gore Grunters, they do mortal wounds on the charge. None of these uh, more Grunters do mortals on the charge, so you lose those impact hits. Agreed. But, uh, th like, three, maybe more prevalent on, you know, six Gore Grunters, but three Gore Grunters at most do three mortal wounds. It's not a huge, like, it probably helps their damage output more than the big pigs, but it's not the biggest thing in the world. No, I'm just calling out one of the key changes, and in an Iron Jaws army, those mortal wounds are probably more valued, but considering you have, let's say, for example, the Wargot Prophet, who is just a, uh, a gold mine of mortal wounds, it's a trade-off that you're willing to to spend as opposed to an Iron Jaws, where like, they need as many mortals as possible, because they just don't have many. They're high-rend, but not a lot of high mortals. For sure, yeah. 
Anything else on our piggy? So I'm hearing uh, of the three piggy variants, you think the more grunted gouger probably better suits you because of the price point, uh, because of the role and uh, some of the rules that it brings to the table without overpaying for the other stuff that you just don't need. Um, I think it might be worth mentioning that despite being monsters themselves, they don't have a bracket table. Mm. So the more damage they take, they're not, they're not going to get worse. They're going to still remain efficient. They're just they're more just entirely reliant on that uh momentum mechanic. Oh. Where did you go? I, I pressed back. I apologize there for <laughs> really well, almost made it my show again. <laughs> I, I, I pressed uh I pressed the mouse button. Actually the book, the book uh actually pressed the mouse button. Yeah, blame I, it on the book. I, yeah, I, I closed <laughs> the mouse, then the mouse right click went backwards. Yeah. You um, but yeah, yeah, so just having a monster that doesn't bracket and has pretty good damage is really nice to have. Yeah, I was I was literally trying to bring up the wall scroll to make sure I just triple check the, the, the bracketing piece, but it's very much based around the momentum score. Yeah. What about what about some of the other troops, right? You got you know Zorog, the Anvil Smasher, uh, 160 point. It's a unique hero tied to Iron Suns, but you don't care about that because you don't get the uh, Iron Jaw sub allegiance anyway, so that's irrelevant to you. But for us, like I know in the previous conversation, the um, the uh, the power of the grit, the the Great Green God um, ability is really appreciated and quite a nice little rule. So I think this is a really fun hero to start with. But again, he's kind of competing. So something that should be mentioned in Big War is you're often going to have five to six leaders with some of them just being auto-includes. There's no negotiating it. You just have to take something. some of these guys. And I think my issue is he's competing with a war channer for me. And it's like, what's better? A chance of doing some mortal wounds with 30 attacks, so five mortal wounds, or just a flat out plus one damage across everything. And I think most of the time, the extra damage is going to help out more. Um, I can maybe see taking him if you took a big unit of Ard Boys, for instance. But I just, yeah. If you, and if you really need mortal wounds, you have cruel boys you can take. You have options. I just, yeah, I just don't think he's it. And I think that's the difference between an Iron Jaws player and a Big Wild player is yeah. because, again, Iron Jaws don't have a lot of sources of mortal wounds. They can't get the venom-encrusted weapons from the cruel boys. They can't get um, the Wargog Prophet, so they yeah. lack the mortal wounds. And this becomes an attractive, especially if you're running Iron Sons, but for you, you don't need it. It's not something, and if you wanted it, you would look for more consistent sources through the army. As you mentioned, the Bolt Boys is a perfect example, or the Wargog Prophet. Or, or even like Gut Rippers with a Shaman or a Sludge Rate. You have a lot of options, and I just I just don't think he's worth taking at his points. In Well, I, I even say points. I just don't think he's worth taking in Big War in general. And because of the role as well, you've already got too many heroes in, in, in your army yeah. as it is. You've got a lot of cheap heroes too that you can customize. 
But you know what? He's great nine jewels, though, at least. If you were going to run your Ard Boys, uh, would you consider an Ard Boy big boss? If I was running a lot of Ard Boys, absolutely. Because <laughs> uh, the rally's just too good to not have. But again, it's another hero where I'm going to take a lot of heroes already. And for him to work, I need to take a lot of Ard Boys. And if I'm doing that, I don't have much. <laughs> So I'm, he's definitely going to be a a miss for me. Hundred point. He doesn't hero. really like like solid hero again a nine jaws, but big wire is a bit tricky. He doesn't do enough if you take ten art boys, and if you're taking twenty art boys, it's a big sink in points already. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the fact that you can issue rally twice to art boy units, which is great. And yeah. you get the five up rally instead of the six up becomes really good. But to your point, two units of ten Ard boys were at four forty. At this leader, it's five forty. Uh, that's one quarter of your army going into that block. Some people might go, "Yay, that's worth the investment." For yeah. others, they go, uh, not, "It's not giving me enough tools." If I add gobsprack, if I add you know some bolt boys, if I add the got profit, I add some some piggies and and various other units. It it could be too much for your, your points allocation. Yeah, I yeah, he's just going to be too hard to really fit in. For in my opinion, maybe if Ard boys were a little cheaper, but as of now, it's too many points to really make him worthwhile. Yeah, no, um, and and you know it's it is competing a little bit with the mega boss, which I know you've got got in your list, and its rules don't uh, aren't better than the mega boss. And and once again, he can't take any enhancements from Iron Jaws as well, so you can't even give him destroyer. He can't take a command trait outside of the generic one, so. No, because there's no mega boss keyword. So you take your arcane tome or something generic, but nothing, nothing for you. All right, Ard Boys. We talked a lot about them. They went up from eighty points for five to two hundred and twenty points for ten. Uh, you got other things and other changes, right? You know, uh, a couple of example is that everyone now has a shield as opposed to a couple in every. Oh, I'm so appreciated. Um, <laughs> I'll start to math out hard sometimes. <laughs> It can be annoying. Um, some other things as well is you did lose your musician, so you don't get the plus one to charge. Mm -hmm. uh, do you like these? And if you were going to build them, are you going to go with the choppers or the stickers? So I do like them. Um, I'd probably, again, as I said earlier, I'd probably at most just take 10. Mm. And I'm just going to give them choppers because... I tell you what, plus one attack on the charge is really nice. Um, but the interesting word to that is if they made a charge move in the same turn, which means if you hero phase charge them, they're still getting plus one attack from the chopper at least. Um, and you know, ten guys, it's actually not the hardest thing to get all ten in if you honeycomb them. I have a lot of experience playing squigs. So they can actually be like they're already a fairly tanky unit with a three-up save, which is a new improvement. Mm. But having 31 attacks, that can become twos and twos, another improvement from the old R boys. Put a plus one damage on them. Um, they can slap. 
They can slap pretty hard. And you could put you could put hoar, hoar frost on them to get them at Ren minus three if you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe you don't have your plus one to wound yet, but you got your plus one to hit. Well, it can boost the ability to wound. Hmm. Um, and yeah, three up save. Let's put a mystic shield. Let's all that defense them. This is a pretty tanky unit now, which you never really had before in a uh, big war. I don't think. And not in, specifically in Iron Jaws, I know, you know, it's all hammers, very little to no anvils. Uh, yeah. This is something, if you are going to run like a unit of Bolt Boys or if you're going to run something you're trying to protect your backfield uh, or a bunch of heroes like War Chanters and things from the back, you, you need something durable and this is it. This is going to yeah. be a lot more durable than you ever had. Otherwise, you were just flooding the board with cheap screens you didn't care about that would die, but it was just wounds and tying people up until they got you to that point. Yep, and and, and again, it's a, it's a tanky unit, but it's one that can also go out and fight. Um, they mm. can do a lot of damage. If you need to clear out some lightly armored guys, I think these guys do something like 44 damage on average with all the buffs. With plus one, plus one to wound. Yeah, and plus one damage. Like, they're pretty insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's a great like second or third wave, right? Like if you've got some um, some boar boys or some gore grunters that have gone out in, in or you know, other other things, obviously. But you know, you got that yeah. first wave. You might have some shooting units like the bolt boys in the back for that. You know, second wave. This is that like very rarely are these units going to go into a maximum strength unit. You've already chipped them down. You've damaged them, and the sheer weight of dice, especially the consistency, getting them on twos and twos through the war at 20 war points uh yeah. it's pretty dangerous yeah they're don't don't count these guys out they're very good <laughs> so you like them but you wouldn't overcommit to them so a unit of 10 maybe two units of 10 at most but yeah really like think... you wouldn't you wouldn't be doing too many units and i think if you go into one big unit you'd probably start giving them stickers as well as opposed to choppers big units in 20 yeah if you take 20 you'll probably just give them stickers oh yeah 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 you you, you want the, the two inch range because you just lose too many attacks if you're uh if you've reinforced the unit yeah yeah she'll bash it's nice but yeah brute rages this is this is going to be probably the easiest conversation we're going to have 100 points three wounds each five up save uh you can equip them with either three different weapon options uh they can run and charge do you like them austin and how many boxes do i need to order oh uh, you want to start with 12 boxes i reckon <laughs> <laughs> dear lord um by the way, there's no battle line options for these, so they, they cannot be battle line whatsoever. There's no general if does this. No, they're not battle line. So what do you like about the Brute Rages? So I mentioned previously that one of the big downsides to Iron Jaws, with their infantry specifically, is they're very slow. They're four-inch moving. They're very reliant on my destroyers to get them going. Um, this unit can potentially... You can guarantee this unit move 14 inches for an inf a nine jaws infantry unit before charges. That's pretty insane. 
and you're still going to get that charge. How do you how do you do that? Just to connect the dots. So four inch movement, you mighty destroys for another four inch movement, and you can just auto run them six inches. And fourteen inch move, and then you can charge them afterwards. Because mighty destroys, you can still move after it, right? That doesn't count as a move. Well, you do that in the hero phase, and then you yeah. normal move. Yeah, so it's four plus four plus four and the run. Oh, plus six with the run. Sorry. Yeah, then the, the either you yeah. run roll the dice or you. Okay, that, that I just want to connect the dots. So four, four, four. Yeah. Plus plus dice roll or six. So you get a very mobile infantry unit. Um, some of the weapons look a bit mid with fours and fours. But in Big War, just remember, plus one to hit and wound. Um, they're, they're quite solid. Um, they're elite as well, which, again, you don't need a hero near them, so that's quite handy to have. Um, and they're all two-inch range weapons, so I know we brought up Coherency earlier, and where these guys are a unit of three, you can reinforce them to be six. It's not a big deal because of the two inch range weapons. You'll probably have them in two ranks regardless. And it's a very small footprint that you can charge into, like it may be a small area, and still get the entire efficiency of the unit. Whereas maybe 10 brutes or 10 odd boys might struggle to really do, like get all their attacks in. How are you going to equip them? So I'm going to say it's a big no for Brute Crusher. <laughs> No. Oh, the Brute Crusher, sorry. The Brute Crusher. Yeah. He's saying the Brute Rages. I'm like, whoa. Oh, no, no. no. I'm like, whoa, wait a second. No. So so why why no Brute Crusher? Because, again, my Iron Jaws chat, it was like this one every day of the week because you get the three mortal wounds. So I think the three mortal wounds is nice. And if you take six of these guys, you're averaging nine mortal wounds. It's. I'm not going to say it's nothing to scoff at. But, again... If you want, if you want mortal wounds, you've got cruel boys. You got a workog, and the problem is if you don't roll the mortal wounds, it's not many attacks you're going to be rolling here. It's nine to eighteen, depending on your unit size. And if you if you're not getting those sixes, you're following it up with threes and threes at best. Mm. Rend one d three damage. It's just eh to me. If it threw more attacks. I think in Big Y, I'd definitely consider it, but at the moment, I'm a bit hesitant. It's just not enough for me. Would you say the Mighty Gore Hackers is your your choice? I'd actually say the Chain Smasher is my choice. Really? I would I would have assumed because of the 3-3 the three, three, Ren 2 for 2, especially when you bring that down to 2s and 2s, um, that's, that's, that's a super consistent profile. It is, um, and I might I might take it for a smaller unit, but six of these guys with chain smashes roll thirty six attacks, at threes and threes. If you want to make it better beyond that, let's cast Twelve Frost. They're hitting on twos, or let's improve their rend. It's just a lot of attacks for a very cheap cost, and the best part, it, with, with both Chain Smasher and Mighty Gore Hacker. It's all damage too. Mm. So the the biggest advantage is it's another unit that's not relying on a war channel. You don't have to, like that. Yeah, 
you can put that Violent Fury somewhere else, maybe on the Five or Ten Brutes or the Gore Grunters. These guys can operate on their own. But if you need them to do damage, 36 attacks, 3s, threes, 3s, threes, rend 1, 3 damage, that's quite terrifying. I guess the question is, do you need volume or do you need rend? And obviously there's a lot of things in play here, right? We talk about Horfrost, so you could Horfrost the rend. You could Horfrost the hit roll. So there's a lot of things you can do here, but if you're worrying about going into, let's say, a zombie meta or a goblin meta where you just need to clear out big blocks, yeah. Chain Smasher, love it. But if you're dealing with something a lot more heavy, a heavy armoured, uh, maybe you know you're not putting these straight into your uh, your necropolis stalkers or your you know mortis guard, but like the gore hackers will still do some good damage to some good armor saved troops. That is true, but um, the cheapest battle line in Big War right now is brutes, and brutes carry that ren two into the game. Mm. So if you if you're worried about the ren of these guys, take brutes. Or if you're really worried about armor, take some Cruel Boys for some Mortal Wounds. And even against high-armored units, it's it's so much attack, it's so many attacks, it's still going to do some work. It might not be as strong as a Gore Hacker, but it's actually not, like, mathematically that far off. And you might even want to throw in some tools to maybe negate some of these higher saves, maybe like an all-out defense, for example. So what you value is the volume of attacks. And yeah, you can definitely bring it down to threes and threes, which does make it a lot more consistent. Yeah. But you're thinking about this, like, how do I clear out lots of bodies that have, you know, low super average armor saves and just do an incredible amount of damage? Yeah, I, I think I just find with Chain Smashers, it's just good against everything. And if you run up against, like, a high armor save, army like obr and they've stacked the saves anyway what's a rend 2 gore hacker gonna do like True. if they're negating two rend i might as well, well just have more attacks well if you're building into if you're building this specifically to handle obr then you're going the brute crusher right just to get the, the mortal wounds oh, but yeah. then that, but then that goes back to your argument of you know the venom encrusted weapons and the many other different sources of mortals so is this the right tool so for me, like so, for me, I don't think you can go wrong with mighty gore hackers, but I think chain smashes are just the most adaptable. It's just kind of good against everything. Um, I'm I'm not trying to disagree with you. I, I think yeah. it just depends on. I think I think for me, it depends on what's the role that I need this to play, and where where is it most likely going to be attacking? Is it trying to clear out screens so then your good stuff can go into like the juicy center, like your piggies? Is it something that you want to get into high armored? It, it, I think it depends on really how you envision this working. Uh, I see your argument on Chain Smasher. Agreed. And I think it, this is the difference, again, between Iron Jaws and Big War and what you value because what you've got on your roster. For sure. Like, I can see all these weapons being used in, like, an Iron Jaws army. Whereas what about I'm more this one? about efficiency. Yeah, yeah. What about the Weird Brute? Because it only comes with the Chain Smasher. Uh, it is a little bit more points at 125 for three, but you are getting the uh, five-up ward when it's within three inches of, of combat. And uh, you're also getting the unmodified sixes to hit uh, in a unit of 10 or more models. 
will uh, get a extra hit for every six. So you get the exploding sixes. So given you are high on the chain smasher on the brute rages, would you pay the extra 25 points to go into a weird brute wrecker instead? So when I first saw this wall scroll, I was quite, I don't really get why you'd ever take these guys. But I think the more I thought about it, it's like, you know what, like, if you're running into big hordes, this is even more efficient. While still being, as I said, equipped with my favourite weapon. It's So it's still going to be good regardless, but it's even better against those big units. You're still going to get your run and charge. And the 5 plus ward can actually maybe help with more decision making with like choosing who you're going to activate first because the five up ward's going to make them just that little bit tankier or maybe you want to charge into a shooting unit five up ward's going to activate because they're within three of a shooting unit well they're, they're at least within three of a unit so you're not going to take as many losses compared to rages um i don't think i'd take these guys over rages but if I have the spare points, I would upgrade Rages to these guys for sure. Yeah, for someone like you, so like when I when I looked at this for the first time, I'm like, uh, like I, I didn't value the Chain Smasher in my lists as much as you do. So yeah. because I wasn't valuing it, I'm like, uh, well, then the only thing I'm really seeing here is a five up ward, which for twenty five for twenty five points, and I have to be within three inches is too conditional to pay the extra points. I'd rather not pay that and have a yep. better chance of getting the triumph. But if you're going into the hordes, if that's something that you want to do uh, and Chain Smasher is valued, yeah, I, I, I see I see the benefit in Big War because, again, you're playing in the volume game, you get the plus one to hit, plus one to wound from the, um, from the Big War points. And... Yeah, like... Oh. The five, yeah, five up ward, it's going to be, you know, that might consistently stay in combat. That's going to be wild when you're racking up. And again, it's still got all the good benefits from Rages. It's still elite. They're still uh, running and charging. And they look cool on top of that. <laughs> and if you pop the, uh, if you pop the big war, the 24 points with the uh, exploding sixes, uh, so that'd be three damage each, generating a couple of extra attacks. What's that? I mean,. And, it's just a and, lot of damage to a horde unit. And if you even think about it, like you look at zombies and maybe even flagellants that are upcoming, or maybe you're playing a big corn mortal horde, um, where they die and you take damage back, you have a ward save to at least negate some of that coming back at you. Yeah, I, I think like there that. is value. There's a lot of value yeah. to this unit. Yeah, I, I see the argument. I think there's just not a lot of, for me, there's just not a lot of 10 unit troops running around. Uh, and the, the type of things you're fighting into at the moment seem to be a lot more minimum sized units or units of sixes. And, but again, like for those smaller sized units with lots of wounds and a better armor save, you've got other tools to handle that. What yeah. you need to handle is, as you said, the squig herd, the zombies, the flagellants, the, there's the horde of troops that you don't want to put six piggies into or three piggies into in, in the case that you've talked about in the past where, three piggies just won't do enough and i mean like cities is coming out and all their infantry are 10 models or more like this unit you could charge two units with this one unit and probably just crump both of them just just gonna handle the five up ward from the 
the war forger. Oh, sorry, not war forger. Sorry, the uh, the, the the pope, the um, the pontifex. <laughs> Don't worry about her. <laughs> Let's keep calling her pope. Yeah, because yeah, no one's gonna run the pope at all. It's it's. Uh, not I, I actually running. call her my pontifex tax because I need her to make flagellants work. <laughs> Yeah, you're talking to Austin and I, who both run flagellants. We're in a race of who can own the most flagellants and have them painted. So, with that in mind, and there, and you know, there's a lot of things we can unpack here. I thought the easiest way to describe this, because I was going to ask you, like, what's your favorite command traits and what are your favorite units, but like this can be all summarized in um, in your army list. Yep. So Austin has provided two army lists that we'll we'll kind of talk through. I'll talk about what it is, and then you can tell me how it works and and what does it do, and like just give me like in your head what this thing is meant to do, and and the combinations and all the good stuff that maybe you don't pick up on first glance. So it is a big wire list. The grand strategy is wire, and your triumph is a inspired, but doesn't matter because you are two K on the nose. You have Gobsprack, you have a Auric War Chanter at 120 with a fix and beat. I don't know why I said the points just then. You have another Auric War Chanter uh, with the Get'em Beat. So you've got fix and beat and Get'em Beat in two different ones. You have a Weird Knob Shaman, which is your general, with the command trait of Shaman of the Chilled Lands, which is General's Handbook, knows all the, the three spells from the GBH. And you also know the great big green hand of Gork, you got yourself a Wargog Prophet with the glowing tattoos and the spell Hoarfrost. You also have a Mega Boss with the Destroyer Artifact. You have a unit of 10 Brutes. You have a unit of 10 Brutes. You have a unit of Art no, Boys. Two five Brutes. Pardon? Two units of five Brutes. Are they fives, are they? Yeah. Thank you. Then the, the numbers didn't come over. So two units of five Brutes, uh, a unit of Art Boys, a unit of uh, Gore Grunters, two units of the Brute Rages and the Geminids of Ulkish. Uh, 2k on the nose, and as I mentioned, you have Warlord Antorian uh, uh, Acolytes, Wizard Finders of Antor, and the Iron Jaws Fist. So you have four battalions. So what does it do? How does it work? Combinations? What do I need to know? So it plays pretty much to how I love to play Big War, which is a lot of board presence, a lot of board control. And I've even actually thrown in some ways to help me control the combat act, combat activations. So we talked about Wurgok Crawford. We know what he does. He's actually, interestingly, pretty solid in this season. Because not only can you, is he hard to shoot, but on the wizard side of things, he's got a Horde Breaker spell. Um, at first glance, it doesn't seem good. Uh, you, it's casting value 5, pick an enemy unit within 24, and every 6 is a mortal wound. It's alright. But on a 10+, plus, every 4+, plus is a mortal wound. But not a modified 10+, plus, uh, but, mm. but not an unmodified 10+. Plus. So, if you're running into hordes, you actually have a really good long-range horde-clearing spell, just on him alone. That's really easy to get off because of primal dice. And then he's a two-cast wizard, so you know what? Go ahead and cast Horfrost. Go ahead and cast Misty Shield on top of that. So I like, I really like him for that. And I like the Weird Knob Shaman. I used to give him Master of Magic all the time, just to make the teleport more reliable. And maybe a solid unbind here and there. But with Shaman of the Chilled Lands, I effectively turn him into 
a discount Wurgog Prophet, where he's got this 12-inch aura of, yep, don't come near me, or I'm going to blizzard you. Mm. It was a bit better, because you could mind destroys and then blizzard, but the change to blizzards changed for the better. But it's still pretty nice to have a big aura of, don't come near me. And you know what, if the Wurgog does his staring and you need Hoarfrost, he's got Hoarfrost. And you've got the big play with the great hand of, uh, big great green hand of Gork, which is great. And if you need him to score your Grand Strat, you can just teleport him into enemy territory and it's easy done. He's a very safe general to have, which is important in a big wire army. If you lose him, that's a lot of wire points down the drain. Uh, War as we all we know him, we love him. Plus one damage. It's great. I take two, just if I lose one, I'm not going to lose some wire points. It's, so it's really efficient. And the fix and beat's great when it comes to the Wurgog proper. I can just heal him up and get him ready for the next stair. Mm. Uh, uh, get... Go on. And get and beat's really nice to just get a 3d6 charge, potentially. Fails half the time, though. Um, but yeah, just send a unit flying across the table. Gobsprack, though. That's the one that I want to talk about here because Gobsprack is one of those units that always sounded good on paper, that it always got dropped from people's list for whatever reason. And Gobsprack has just been getting discounted and discounted and discounted. And in the current meta as well, which is magic between the points discounts and the rules, yeah, it's a great time to take Gobsprack. For, for those that don't know, Gobsprack, when he unbinds a spell from a wizard, he does D3 mortal wounds to that wizard, but if he unbinds it on a 10+, not unmodified, uh, it does, they take D6 mortal wounds instead. Um, and he also has a once per battle 3D6 cast, which is nice. But with primal dice in the mix, and I think this season... Think undisputedly favors the unbind than the caster. Yeah, he's and there's a lot of wizards going around, so he's gonna he's gonna hurt them. Gonna, and I it's think, also two caster, right? And he's a two caster, so he's got two unbinds as well. Um, first game of Sydney GT, he just killed a wizard casting spells. Because you can you can primal magic dice the unbind which then yep. puts you on the 10 plus, or even if you don't, even if it was like a nine, you know, that spellcaster is still going to take D3 mortal wounds. Your wizards might think twice before trying to cast a spell when Gobsprack's around. Then if yep. you chuck down your primal magic dice and get that 10 or more, sit on arcane as well for a plus one, yada, yada, yada. Uh, that is that, that could pop a wizard completely. Yeah, there's D6 mortal wounds. So on a five or a six, you are really popping down those those minor heroes with a spell, which is brutal. And and to add to that, he's he's an orc wizard in Big War, so he's going to benefit from plus one to all of his magic anyway. That plus one to unbind, like as I said, if you roll a nine, Plus one, ten. D six on D six mortal wins to you, sir. And you said Gobsprack as well knows knows all the spell lore, so you'll know nasty yeah. X, you'll know uh the cloud, the The Choking Mist, yes. Choking Mist. I was gonna call it Big Fart or something. Like it's You've got the, the black like... pit. If you need another horde breaker, like he's just such an adaptable wizard to have. And combat wise he's fine. You might send him off to kill something cheap, but his big power is denying that magic and his own spell lore. 
So yeah, yeah. I love Gobsprack. For two forty, it's a very good value. It's very good value. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and he's he's my only cruel boys unit in the army, so it's going to be extremely easy for me just to score that the cruel boys battle tactic. Mm, well, just that's just not send him into combat. <laughs> No, like turn one, sit it on terrain, especially like if it's arcane terrain, just keep it within three inches of the terrain and yeah. you've scored that battle tactic. Turn one, no risk, literally no risk. There's nothing my opponent can do to stop me from scoring that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think Mega Boss with some of these new units, I actually think is elevated now, more elevated than before. So what Destroy does is once per battle, you get to add plus three to his damage. So he goes from damage two to damage five. If you want to add to that, Violent Fury, it's another plus one damage. Um, and he has an ability where if he dies in the combat phase before he fights, he can fight on death. So he's a really good trade piece if you really need him. But before he even does that, he's a really great commander because he can issue two commands for one command point to two Iron Jaw units in any phase. So it's really good. And he's a totem on top of that. So he's got a big 18-inch range for that command. And why I think he's so good now, well, even better, I should say, is with the new Brute Rages and Wreckers, the units that can run and charge. Because why? What if I just spend the command point to, what's it called, four to victory? or Well, you just add six to the movement. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You forward to victory. Yeah, you, I, do that you do that twice on both your running and charging units, or even a big pig if he's got that momentum. Like, that's a lot of value. That's a lot of movement you're going to get out of just a single command point. Mm. So, mm. And you can obviously, you know, like one person could redeploy. Cool, you've still got another one that can do it and get it, in and make a cheeky charge very easily. Yeah, or I need to hold so my hard boys are going to all that defense. Oh, my brutes are being attacked. I'll just do that there as well. Why not? Or early on, if maybe someone hits you first, I've got two all-out attacks in my back pocket. Oh, I need to re-roll another chart. He's extremely good value for 140 points. He's he's my boy. Um, brutes are there just to give me some just extra rent. They're red too. Um, they can be extremely consistent and very good value for 140 points. But they are relying on those war chainers. Uh, we talked about Ard Boys, they're very tanky and they're a very good unit in combat on top of that. And as I said, there's the funny trick where you can charge them in the hero phase and they'll still benefit from plus one attack later on. Uh, Gorgonas yeah. just do... will just do their turn one job and then we obviously have two units of Rages, six man units. If this was if this discussion was let's say four weeks ago, would yep. you still have as many brutes um, like a brutes now filling in your slot for Ard Boys, or have you always run a couple of units of brutes and the Ard Boys have been taken up by other things? Well, I usually ran like a unit of ten brutes and maybe another little unit of five, but I know my GT list had like that amount of brutes and like three units of five Ard Boys on top of that. Because um, I, I like to use Ard Boys a lot just to disrupt my opponent with Mighty Destroyers, charge mm. them in the hero phase, and deny those redeploys and inspiring, uh, 
uh, what what's it called? Unleash Shell. And with that plus one to charge, it built into the War Scrolls, pretty reliable too. Bit harder to rely on now. Yeah, I was more thinking like if I'm an if I'm a Bequa player or an Iron Jaws player right now, mm -hmm. and I've always been running my Ard Boys, and now I'm like, holy smokes. Uh, you know, they've just literally more than doubled in my list. I'm now over my points. You know, what's the swap here? Or how have you, like, manipulated your list with these no longer 80-point art boys? Because you you still do have a unit of 220 and you found the points from somewhere else. I know there's yeah. been lists that you've run where you've had one of the Underworld Warbands in there for a couple of different, you know, cheap units. You know, there's... You can run, used to run Bone Splitter Piggies, and you know, they've got some interesting shenanigans too. Yeah, if you still want, you're obviously going to have a battle line problem now, so it's probably best to invest in some brutes. But if you want some really cheap Iron Jaws units, you can always run Iron Skull Boys, you can always run Wargox Crushers. They can, they're, they're suitable enough to replace the Ard Boys, uh, at least the old ones. Um, or if you really want, like, a big screen, like, there's nothing wrong with allying some goblin shooters or stabbers. It's a lot of wounds for 20 points. It's better than Hobgrots, to be honest. Yeah, poor old, poor old Slitters. Yeah. Um, but the one thing I want to talk about is Geminids. So Geminids has a very cool ability where... When it moves over a unit or finishes a move near a unit, you roll a dice, and on a 2+, they cannot issue or receive commands until the end of the turn. Yes. What I find really interesting is that there's a little trick with Mighty Destroyers, and very rarely do I ever pull it off. When you charge in the hero phase, you can retreat in your movement phase, but because you've made a charge move, you can proceed to pile back into the combat phase. Yep, because all you have to do is make a charge move in the turn, and you can pile in. Right. Go on, keep talking. But it has one big fatal flaw. Yes. Is that you can just redeploy away. Yes. So if you use Geminids to, say, uh, deny you from redeploying, I can charge my guys in retreat them back out and then rather than you hitting me if i'm activating elsewhere i can hit you over here and they go okay these guys will pile back in and i'm going to hit you before you hit me and i'm going to pile these guys back in and i'm going to hit you again so you kind of get this quasi smashing and bashing out of it <laughs> did you not just say you, you rarely hit it though well, i rarely hit it though you, you rarely pull this off. Before I ran Geminids. Ah, uh, so the Geminids has become an anchor point for you to be able to yeah. um, to do that. Uh, before, like, I've done it before against a Gargan, but it was pinned in by some impassable terrain and a big, you know, Vard boy, so it couldn't redeploy. Or recently, someone's stuck in a garrison, so they can't redeploy. Some, uh, some cheeky janky got there. I, I'll yeah. need to check the tapes to make sure that it, it sounds legit, and I'm sure um, I'm sure people will whinge at me in the comment section if there is a one word that says that you can't do that. But it does uh, does that does sound interesting, and yeah, I like it. If 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 it works the way that you're talking about it, I like it. Yeah. 
pretty sure it does though. I'm I'm pulling up the rules as we speak. I'm like Anyway, keep 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 going. Keep you keep going. Um that kind of covers That's it. it for me. Like, we've got the all, right. all the little power pairs, all the little jobs that these guys pull. Cool. All right, I'm gonna move to the second one. I'm just I'm looking up the word the exact wording and piling in on I need to see if this is legit or not, because otherwise I'll get in trouble and people will get cranky at me and like they'll be like, you okay, can't do this. Um, you made this one. So we'll find here I've got pretty much the exact same hero core. It's just what I'm very comfortable running at the moment. I have so much practice with it. Same battalions. You don't have to take wizard finders. I just like it in case if I run up against a wizard monster and... Mega boss is going to do his thing. I might as well just take a plus one attack out of it. Yes, so sir. just to inter just to interrupt, sir. I found the rule, so I just wanted to clarify just to make sure. So I'm looking at rule twelve point one in the fight sequence. Uh, blah 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 blah. And, and a unit is eligible to fight if it's within three inches of an enemy unit, and it has not fought in that phase, or if it's made a charge move in the same turn and it has not fought in that phase. So not charge move in the in the phase, it's charge move in the same turn. So yep. because you've charged in the hero phase, you have ticked that box. You have not fought yet, so you've ticked that box. You are eligible to make a pile-in. I just want to triple-check it in case there was a wording that made us not uh, allowed to do that. So that you are 100% correct. Keep going, my friend. So, yeah, very good little utility piece for Geminids. And as you can see, I've taken it again, because why not? Um, this so, one, on. this is a very similar list to before. As I said, it's just something I'm more comfortable with. Um, but I don't have my Ard Boys anymore. I've replaced them for a big unit of uh, 10 Brutes. Brutes. Yeah. So this is going to cover my maybe weakness with the Rages, who might not have the Rend. I've got a big you know, 10 Brutes that can cover that for me. And they can kill something with a lot of that's got a lot of wounds and a high save. They can do that job. And Geminids can help me out there too. Um I had some spare points as well, so I just took a unit of three uh rages and made them wreckers. And I think little three man units of either rages or wreckers can be a decent substitute for Gorg Runners. Because you can give them the movement to advance way up the board and send them in to remove a piece while you're keeping your gorg runners around um but yeah it's not this list isn't too different from what i ran uh from the previous list there's a lot of commonality you obviously swapped out the odd boys for more brutes you've gained uh you, there's obviously some minor differences there uh but you've obviously as you mentioned you've got the wreckers but you've still got that same core you've got one crew uh got one crew boys unit through gobsprack you've still got your double war channels with the same beach you've still gone you walk go profit with the glowing tattoos so you can yeah. kind of see that you know like you, you could drop some of these things right and get those bolt boys in with the shaman you could bring in some some piggies from the from bone splitters, and both your lists actually have very little bone splitters other than the watch uh, the warbog prophet. Yeah. So, like, I know, I know there's some some tech and some cheap screens you can possibly do with the um what are, what are the pigs called the um uh, just ball boys 
Ball boys, the ball boys. See, there's some things you can do with ball boys, but uh, I guess now that you've got a bunch of extra units and, you know, you've got some damage potential from, like, your... Ra I think rages are too hard not to take, you know. Even if you're taking them in units of three, they become great trade pieces, incredible trade pieces. I know I've seen some funny lists of someone running four units of six <laughs> and still have, like, a five hero core. <laughs> I have seen some pretty crazy lists. I, I think that's way uh, it's it's too 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 much. Uh, yeah. But I mean, maybe something for your next TTS game. But you know, having a couple of like you know, whether it's one block of six, two or three units of three, like three units of three is only three hundred points, and that can yeah again bring the zone denial. It can chip damage. It can pin. It can do a lot of things. Like. Yeah, even the little three units can almost be a replacement for those smaller units of Ard Boys used to take. With the difference being a little less tankiness, but a lot more output that they can they can have. A lot more independent as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, uh, and you said as well, like if you wanted bodies, you could obviously bring in, you know, something from the gits. You could bring in like shooters or or stabbers. Stabbers obviously great for having like being able to contest objectives within nine inches, not six. Yeah. Shooters do like two attacks each, so they they can do some dumb damage. Or you know, bring 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 in some other things. You know, bring in like people have been lo loving sneaky snufflers lately, where they're, they're cheap bodies, they're reward save. They can just like just yeah, they're not buffing anyone else, but uh, they can just be super annoying. Or even the Gobblepalooza for like double caster. Uh, and some some nice little abilities as well. So there's a lot to yeah. like. Yeah, for sure. Or you can just take your little Iron Jaw warbands. We still got we got that Cruel Boys warband coming out on pre-order this week. Uh, like, who knows what these guys are going to be like? Um, you... I, I do want to bring up all my lists for like Iron Jaws heavy, but you can absolutely take a fairly Cruel Boys heavy army, and they can they can do a lot of work as well. That's literally what I was going to ask you about because in the past when you and I have played, you've always had a much deeper Cruel Boys roster where you've had uh, the Shaman with the Pot Grot, you've always had a unit of six Bolt Boys, um, and I've noticed both of your lists have dropped them. Is it because of the changes of Lookout Sir? Is it because, like, other things just need those points? or Because I imagine you still need shooting and you, you need good mortal wounds that you've talked already about. Uh, you got a good, good, good core. Uh, for sure. I just think there's been a lot of changes to Big War with how, like, how many leaders, like, what kind of leaders they want to run. Um, and one of the biggest changes has actually been the Arcane Tome change. Because you, I used to just take a War Channer, slip, slap him with an Arcane Tome. I basically got a Shaman now. But now, because I can't do that, I've had to slot a Shaman in. And because I'm so Iron Jaws heavy, I want two War Channers. Mm. And, you know, you always want a Bone Splitter's Wizard. So at this, so at that point, I'm already running about four heroes. So I've only got two flex spot, spots left. And even now, it's like, I might want to take a Cruel Boys hero. They can at least help the army and score that easy battle tactic. And right now, Golf Tracks just, for me, too hard to not take. So that leaves me with one spot. And I'm like, 
Yes, shaman works if I take bolt boys. But can I fit bolt boys in now with the hard boy change? Bit hard. Um, yeah. you, you can, obviously, but it's just a bit more difficult to justify it. And now with the lookout sir change, they're not really sniping heroes as much as I would usually do. They still have value, of course. But now it's a bit hard to justify it. And a shaman, well, what's he going to buff on his own? Gobsprack? Or a mega boss that can make sure I can really run the rages forward and guarantee some, like, just guarantee a lot of movement and have a trade piece on top of that. I think what's really exciting, and, and you're right, you do have a much heavier Iron Jaws focus, but the flexibility of this particular army, you know, you could bring in Maya Brute or two, you could bring in a Sludge Dragger, you could bring in, uh, as you said, the the Hobgot Slitters, you could bring in, you know, we really haven't touched much of the, the Bone Splitters at all. Um, there's so much flexibility and variety in this army that no matter what you want to build and how you want to play, you can lean into one part of the book. I think I think without that that cruel boys battle tactic, yeah, you might have more cruel boys in your army. But I, I can see why you'd want to restrict that to make it easier to score that battle tactic. But again, you know, Gobsprack is such a great unit right now. But yeah. there's just there's a lot of good choices that you can bring into this depending on how you want to play. For for sure. Um it's also for me with when, when it comes to cruel boys, just because of how the meta has been with cruel boys. I haven't really been enticed to take more cruel boys. Like now, I might want to try gut rippers and a sludge raker, but I just don't have the models, so I'm not really going to play lists with them. With small models, I'm going to build and paint, and I've got other projects to work on too. And that's and that's coming from the city's background, like you and yeah. I have. Like there's this analysis paralysis where you go down a path, you go, "Cool, I'm going to add this unit of bolt boys." Okay, well to to support the bolt boys, I need this hero. Okay. If I've got this hero, then I could use this unit. And all of a sudden, your list can very quickly deviate from what you tried to build. And then you're like, oh, I sacrificed something. And then you're just in this constant circle of list building. So uh, putting a restriction on yourself can be actually really helpful too. And um, looking at Bone Splitters, I said Bone Splitters earlier was definitely a more board control army. They have a lot of ways to control the board. None, none of those tools really come into play outside of the Wargog Prophet in Big War, and most of those units they don't they're not really damage dealers per se. They're more there just to be lots of wounds that that just soaks damage and halts the board. So Big War. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, like, does a unit of uh, Savage Orcs give you? Because obviously battle line is now a challenge with the changes in um, the Ard Boy change. I was yeah. just having a look. Bone Splitter, the the Savage uh, Oryx are 160 points for 10, so it puts you into the same area as Brutes. Uh, so it doesn't actually solve your problem at all. No, and you're not getting a unit that's built for this like momentum Big War can have. And plus, they're missing out on other important combat tools such as exploding sixes and mortal wounds on sixes to wound. They, they, they almost play better in a combat way in Bone Splitters as opposed to Big War. Hence why you 
don't really see a lot of bone splitters. No, even, no, even, like big stabbers, even big stabbers right now are like direct competitors with rages. Mm. I know what I take 100% of the time. Yeah, I was just having a look at your other options, right? Like boar boys and arrow boys are all battle line in in a sub faction of bone splitters, so you can't you can't even choose a general to unlock them as battle line. If you wanted to make it battle line in bone splitters, your big stabbers. I mean, they're four wounds each, which is uh, but they're you buy them in individuals, right? A hundred. Uh, you get two for get two hundred. So oh, yeah, yeah, I was. Like, Pull up on my phone. You get two, yeah. so you get eight eight wounds for a hundred points. Where right now the rages are twelve nine wounds for a hundred points. So relatively comparable. Um, they they kind of have a profile that's similar to the um, to the the cleaver. Yeah, and but slightly less attacks than the rages. Three attack three attacks each. The, the stabbers. So you get six attacks from the two or nine from the three yeah okay but these guys trigger mortals so you yeah yeah uh, i think the only bone splitters units i'd probably ever take would just be the three wizards yeah i think the fact that you trade off the run and charge and if you really needed mortal wounds instead of uh, you would just use the um the the what's the variety whatever the the, uh, the, the one that has mortal wounds on yeah the one that does uh, mortal wounds yeah. on sixes like you if you wanted mortal wounds you'd probably do that uh over the the big stabbers yeah no absolutely is there any other units i haven't talked about yeah i mean it's obviously a lot of units we haven't talked about but i'm just seeing if there's anything else that kind of fills the slots you've got so many heroes like the this feels like oh, Stormcast. You have so many heroes and you've got some interesting units, but a lot of them are not going to fill the slot like we just talked about. So, hmm. I don't think you technically want to go cheaper than Brutes. So you can always take 10 Gut Rippers and the 10 Hobgrots. Does that so work? Get... Does that work with Big Well, Because, like, for every one unit of Gut Rippers, you can make one unit of Hobgots Battle Line. Is that yeah. is that Cruel Boy specific, or is that uh, Big War too? I think it's just just in general. Um, so with yeah. that combo, you get two thirty points for two Battle Line, as opposed to two units of Brutes for two eighty. So if you really want to skim on points, you can do that. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not cruel boy specific. It's a absolutely for every unit of the gut rippers who are currently one fifty, you can take a unit of the hobgrot splitters as and then and that makes them battle line too. So yeah, that's a that's a good option if you wanted to. If you're, I guess what I'm thinking about is if you're feeling the punch of the the ard boys and you're like, uh, you know, most of my list is really good. I don't want to move away away from it. How do I find a battle line option or how do I build around it without gutting my army? That could be an option, but. I think, yeah. long story short, there's a lot of great options, a lot of things you can do, and probably a good time to revisit your army in general. If you don't have Cruel Boys, you might want to include at least a Cruel Boy unit for the battle tactic. Um, you may want to reconsider some of the other choices. I think uh, the fact that we've got some new units like the the Rager and the Weird Brutes, uh, or even uh, a Piggy or... There's a couple of uh, uh, units that are worth considering and that might trigger a whole list review rather than just 
trying to force something into your current list uh, because yeah. you like it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think all in all, Big Boy probably has one out with these new units. They, they did take the hit of the Yard Boys, but what we did get in return were not only Iron Jaw units that were really good, well, that are just really good in general, but they can be taken even further with a War Tower. They they can operate on their own. Um, like you might be an army with one war channel. Okay, well I don't need the rages to have plus one damage. They're already damaged too. I'll put that on the brutes. It, yeah, they're just. I think they're really good right now, despite the art boy change. Yeah, I agree. I I, I think uh, the ra the rages definitely would be something I'd put into my list. Austin, any final thoughts or comments? It is getting late on a Sunday. I'm. Oh, it's a Monday. It's a public holiday. Why do I keep saying Sunday? Like this is. I'm losing it. I'm completely losing the plot. It's, it's all the Monday. It is all the flagellant painting. I don't have flatulence. I've been painting a lot of flagellants. <laughs> so uh, ready, ready to all whip you. And uh, no, I'm not whipping you at LVO. But Austin, any final thoughts or comments about the the um, the big war? I'm thinking they're in a good spot. They are proving to be successful and uh, capturing orc people's interests yet again uh, for a number of reasons that we've kind of highlighted over the last two hours. But is there anything else you want to share with us? Yeah, I mean, if you're looking to jump into Big War or maybe even orcs in general, this is the best time for it. Metal-wise, they're doing great in this season. They're eating big. You've got a bunch of these new units that look really cool, um, and a lot of them are great. Um, and if you really want to play, maybe if you're a Cities player and you want to play, I want to play Cities but different, Big Wars, Big Wars, your boy. There's a lot to love about Big War. Uh, you're conv you're definitely convincing me. No, actually not. Uh, I think <laughs> if I played Orcs, I'm playing Iron Jaws. So I'm just like, I just, uh, I'm an angel player, I think, in, in my heart. I just like ABC, always be charging. Just 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 charge. Uh, well, yeah, uh, but like, like Iron Jaws just yeets their units, but Big Wire tactically yeets their units. True, but I've got Gits. Gits are like that tactical, like big brain thinking. Uh, but final question, and then I'll let you wrap us up. Uh, prediction time. So mm -hmm. there's been a lot of speculation and that the, the bone splitters may may be retired in in fourth edition or the next book uh do you believe in the hype do you and if you do do you think uh they will be replaced completely with something new or do you think it'll just be cruel boys iron jaws big War, just with the combination of two um as much as i love my naked orcs um it's an army that's been struggling and as we've seen with these new points adjustments they're not getting anything um and even in some of the metal watch stats have come up sometimes they just don't even appear in there uh it almost seems like to, to me they just want to just kill this army off in my opinion do you think it's like a relaunch or do you think it's like, and the reason I, sh I say this folks is because if you're thinking about investing into bone splitters, I guess 
are we yeah, area I mean, of caution that like I would not go out and buy a bunch of new stuff. If you find it cheap on like a secondhand store, yeah, go grab it, but know that there could be a risk that it's going. But what I'm hearing is you think that their, their time might be coming to an end sometime in the distant future. Uh, I think so. Like if they get a revamp, fantastic. It just doesn't look like it though. They might be getting prepared for the old world. They, like bone splitters weren't really a popular army to begin with and like they didn't have a lot of representation it's a lot of old models uh, yeah i just don't think they're gonna survive into 4.0 kind of makes uh, me wish they just kill them off now and just rip the band-aid off yeah yeah who knows who knows what they'll do maybe we're wrong maybe it's a complete you know brand new relaunch maybe uh who knows who knows maybe there's a plastic rogue idol coming for all we know but I, I guess tread with caution if you want to buy things like your war, even yeah. like your Wargog Prophet. Is that going to stay around? Probably not. I'm going to have to miss him. Maybe. Maybe it becomes an Iron Jaws unit. Yeah, I, I would like that a lot, actually. But I you know, worst would. case scenario, if you've got Bone Splitters and maybe you don't have Cruel Boys, just play them as Cruel Boys. They're on the same basis. Just just move the war scroll in the the piggies and everything else like the the uh, the ball boys not the not the gore grunters the the yeah. the ball boys I think uh, they're probably coming to an end but I mean look the ball boys can just become cities of sigma cavaliers <laughs> the mercenaries like, it makes sense they they're wild gur piggies uh for cavaliers all right Austin yeah. we're getting into weird territory right now. Uh, yeah. Any shout outs, anyone you want to say hello to, or if people want to talk to you on the interwebs, I know you're on, on Twitter slash X and Discord, like shout out and, and tell us where like, people can find you. Uh, I don't want people to find me because <laughs> I just don't want that in my life right now. But um, shout out to my Central Coast crew, they're called Crackhammer, always representing at the local New South Wales tournaments. Uh, a lot of variation. Um, shout out to, I think, just all the AOS players in general that I've played against, all lovely individuals. Shout out to the Big War chat in your own Discord, coming up with all the crazy ideas that they do and helping me get a good foot in the door for Big War. It's a very good place to, if you want to learn more, it's a great place to just pick it up. Um, and shout out to my folks for fun shout out folks hello yeah. hello austin's folks uh all right so i hope you enjoyed this discussion i hope you found it interesting i hope you are now interested in potentially playing big war whether you are an existing big war player and you're picking up your toys again or you are someone who plays iron jaws or uh, cruel boys and you're looking to add some diversity and some maybe refresh the way that you play with some different styles because Big War does play very differently to Cruel Boys, definitely plays differently to Iron Jaws. So you can take those same models, try it in a completely different style and see what works for you. Or what does your list look like if you add something completely different that you haven't been able to add in the past? So uh, a good way to refresh your toys with a new play style. But Austin, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate the chat. I look forward to being stared at a couple of times again when we meet up again. Uh, hopefully you blow yourself up for once. Uh, the amount of sixes this boy rolls, I'm going to start seeing if he's got those toilet dice from, from the UK. No, nah, he's going to live in your walls, coach. 
I'm going to personally get this model put into the old world, just purely for <laughs> you, and I'm going to celebrate in your face. I'm going to stay your Carl Franz to death in the old world. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you. And uh, you know what to deal. Leave in the comments section, what are you thinking? Uh, is there units that we didn't talk about or combinations we didn't talk about that you think are worth discussing? Because there's a lot, and we can go into a lot of tech. Uh, there's a lot of cool things to discuss, and I'm sure there'll be erratas and FAQs for the new units as well, and maybe some points adjustments. I do feel Brutes might be a little bit too overcosted, uh, and that obviously then triggers a completely different conversation. But Austin, thank you for your time. Everyone, I hope you enjoy the chat, and uh, we'll chat again soon. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for hanging around until the end. I hope you enjoyed that video and you walked away with a few new ideas. Now, if you did, I would love it if you pressed like on the video, as well as left me a comment with your thoughts. The conversation will continue over on Discord, and the link is down below in the episode description. I also want to give a massive shout out to the AOS Coach patrons and YouTube members who are supporting the channel and the growth that you're seeing here. So cheers, you are all bloody legends. And until next time, don't roll a double one on a spell cast.